You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus, balls, thick thighs. Camille Shat wears his neck. Eddie Jones. Fuck, mate. We're nice now. And we're recording. I'm alive. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Cold. Freezing. Yeah. Minus 40. Yeah, scary, eh? Yeah. I think we just doxed ourselves. How fucking stupid do you feel when you wake up in the morning here? Minus 40. Yeah. You know, why did you... Why? Why did you do this to yourself? Have you been to Wales? I would rather have Wales weather. Yes. It's half of one dozen of the other kind of situation. Like, yeah, you don't see the sun, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't go outside here because it's genuinely dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you don't see the sun, but there's a there's a, there's a, a trade-off, though. Yeah, you can't you actually don't die. go outside. Yeah. You're not going to go out in Wales in a hoodie and then die. I don't you have go- to religiously take vitamin D tablets in Wales as much, either. Because if you go out there in a in a sweater, yeah. right now where we are, yeah. you'll die. Oh, yeah. You'll die. <laughs> yeah, you will die. <laughs> or one of your fingers will fall off or your ear will fall off. So, Frank, what's the date today so the oh, people can right. know? Yeah, when so, are we uh, recording this? I said to you, Steve, we need to be more organized at the start. And I said we need dates. Need I don't know what the date is. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's uh, the 14th. Thank you. January 14th. Don't worry. I'll do your homework for you. Thanks. I've got notes, just not the date. <laughs> it's like the most important thing you've complained about. I know. They're not going to know when we're recording, it's, man. It's, okay, well, we've done it. All right? Relax. <laughs> you come to me with this issue. Yeah. You feel safe, and then I blast you <laughs> on the podcast. You caught me off guard. A couple of fan questions. Fans. Plural. No way. The Kiwis came for us. Oh, we are rude about them. <laughs> the Kiwis finally yeah. came for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. Any so. attention is good attention, right? Yeah, I guess so. No such thing as bla- uh, bad publicity. No. And then in true white boys doing a podcast style, we're going to talk about conspiracies at the end. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm get excited some conspiracies. For yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So where do you want to start here? You want to look at some of these games? Yeah, let's do it sort of chronologically. So we start on Friday with Northampton Bayonne. Now, I didn't watch this game because I was working. Mm, me too. Because it was on at like noon. Yeah, me on too. On a Friday, which is kind of weird. Yeah, well, it's not weird for... Europeans. I guess they can watch it after dinner. That's right. I didn't even think about it's that. Weird for, it sucks for us. It's not weird for us. Yeah, it sucks yeah. for us. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think the fun, happy thing is Northampton is still playing good, right? I think Bayon felt they can take a loss here. Yeah. I think the structure for the, the Champions Cup is really weird. Yeah. I think everyone gets a uh, participation trophy and gets into the knockout stages. Yeah. So, like, teams can take... So, I think... What we saw this weekend was a few teams not taking it too serious. Maybe. And I think that was the criticism of this format is it dilutes it. We all just want the last few stages. Mm-hmm. And there's a few teams here that were never going to make the knockout stages. And I think we're starting to see that effect now. Yeah. Because right? I think Bayon is on, aren't they on two games on the hop mm. in the Champions I think they've won two games in a row. Yeah. So they could take a loss. Yeah. They could put out a, a less first team. Yeah, yeah. Because like, um, I think I was reading an article. It's like Connick has lost three, uh, two games, or they've lost three games now. Yeah. In the Champions Cup, and it's like, oh, their knockout stage hopes are in doubt now. Yeah. So they still have a chance. That's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. It's like, okay, like, how does this work? I don't know. It changes so much. Yeah. 
so I don't know. But yeah, how do you, what do you think about that Northampton win? I'm just happy to see them keep playing well. Like I, I'm really enjoying Northampton right now. I'm liking the Everyone is. Alex Mitchell and Finn Smith kind of narrative. And yeah, I think there's a lot of talk about them being the kind of England 9 and 10 axis. I don't think that'll happen for a first game in the Six Nations, but it could be cool to see. So yeah, lots of good things coming from Northampton. I guess like Northampton like aren't a historically like good club they, they're always i think they're always decent like they won the premiership i remember this because george north was playing for them at the time so i remember them winning it a while ago but they've definitely not been as strong as they had been in the last few years so to see him like back on the top i think the big the big game obviously as we talked about it a little bit but it was that exeter northampton game last mm-hmm. weekend that was a that was one of the best club games of rugby i've seen i think and that they won that in Exeter in Sandy Park was really cool. So, yeah, I'm kind of on the Northampton hype train at the minute. I think everyone is. Yeah, it's funny. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you good on that one? I think so. Yeah? yeah we've got a lot to talk good. about. Yeah, we do. So, so let's so just gotta... say nice things about Northampton and move yeah. on. Yeah. Northampton, you guys are nice. Yeah. We like you. We do. Uh, this is the game. I think this was the game of yes of the of the weekend. Yes, this might take the rest and of the podcast to talk about. It started at six a.m. in the morning, and I yeah. only caught the last twenty minutes of it. Well, you caught the most spicy. I caught the most of it, of that but game uh, then. yeah, yeah, the Exeter Chiefs and Glasgow. Now, I thought Glasgow were going to win this game. I would have been surprised if you'd have told me that. I thought Exeter would win this. Listen to the podcast last week. Yeah, I well, know you predicted it. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, I was I'm, wrong, but but you know. That's what we're going to talk about right now, because that yeah. final scrum. Yeah, talk me through it. How did you feel about that? Well, so initially, um, I heard about it, mm-hmm. right? I heard about it, and then someone was saying the TMO reviewed a scrum, mm-hmm. and it was Glasgow scored a try to win the game off a scrum in the 80th minute, and it was an exit to put in, and mm-hmm. Glasgow stole the ball and they scored and they won. Yeah. And then the TMO reviewed the scrum. This is what I heard before I yeah. watched it, right? I, I've watched it. So yeah, yeah. I'll get into it. Yeah. And then my initial thought before seeing anything was, who TMO reviews a scrum? I've never seen that. So that sounds like some yeah. bullshit to me. Something's yeah. going on. Yeah. Some conspiracy theories are starting to form in my mind. Yeah. And then I, and then I read about it, right? I read that the flanker unbound before the scrum had finished, before the ball was out, picked yeah, up. Very, whatever his name is. Yeah, Ewan Ferry. Yeah. Ewan Ferry. And then he scored. And then I did what I should have done initially and fucking watched it. And then I thought he did he did unbind before the scrum was done. Yeah. Right? But there was another twist. And the other twist was, so had the X to eight. Yeah. What yeah. You, so tell me what you think. I feel, I can feel how people, like even the the commentators for this game yeah. were kind of cheesed. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess the ref is calling the games now. Yeah. So I didn't tech, I didn't feel like that, but I can see how, like, if you were not cheering, uh, like if you were cheering for um, Glasgow, yeah. how you could feel really robbed because they, yeah. I would call this like forensic TMO. Yeah. Like they deep dive. They were yeah. like, like the ref was in there with a swab, swabbing the scum, I mean, the scrum for semen, yeah. and <laughs> like a CSI type yeah, shit yeah, yeah, to like find. Like they had to dig deep, yeah, yeah. to find that. Yeah, and it's just like holy fuck, K okay, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a little bit of a like. Yeah, they were analyzing it. It was going through like an, an AI bot was like scanning the scrum. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just like holy some guy shit. with a UV light. Yeah. You know, do you ever see the movie Hot Fuzz? A long time ago. Okay, so in the movie Hot Fuzz, Simon Pegg's character thinks. 
that there's murders going on in the town, right? Yeah. And the police don't take him seriously. They think he's a joke. Yeah. And then eventually goes on it about so much. The police chief is like, you sure you want to do a murder investigation? And when he does, it kicks off and they like go to town on the murder investigation. Rugby refing has become like the lazy old cop. <laughs> if you want me to take this seriously, I will. I will yeah. fine tooth comb this. Because they thing. did. They did. Like I said, they were yeah. swabbing the scrum yeah. for semen. Yeah. And it was black lights. Yeah. And they had like the lab. Yeah. Like, and they found like, like that's how I feel. Like it was yeah. forensic TMO. That's the term. We're going to keep that term. All right. But, but you know, even then it didn't feel conclusive, right? There's still, it's still not clear to me who's in the right here. Yeah. I felt like it was one of those calls where like, it's just a, it's just one of those rugby calls. Yeah. These happen all the time. It could go either way. It's just unfortunate it happened yeah. for the team you weren't cheering for. Or you were yeah. or fortunate it was the team you were for. Yeah. Like, that's just part of the game. Yeah. Like, and there's so much pressure on the ref yeah. to get a call right away. That's what I didn't want to do today was ref remember, bash, right? Yeah, because yeah. the ref's got to make the decision, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, you're taking too much time with the TMO. It's like, yeah. well, it's this. Oh, yeah. no, you made the wrong call. The call's wrong. Oh, yeah. fuck. Like, you yeah. can't. They like, can't, can't fucking win, can they? They're like a player. A ref is like a player. Yeah. They fuck up. And they make the wrong calls. Yeah. Just like a player, mm. like uh, what was it, like the game you were watching? Was it uh, was it Sale Stormers? Yeah, where they're just fucking doing whatever. And he throws a pass behind his head in his own try line <laughs> yeah. and Sale score yeah. off of it. Yeah. So there's shit like that, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's how I felt. You know, mm. good for Exeter. Too bad for Glasgow. If it went the other way, it would have went the other way. I thought Glasgow like they also kind of fell apart in that second half. That is another thing I wanted to talk about with this game is it reminded me of the Wales-Fiji game in the World Cup, mm -hmm. right? Where the Fijian player knocked it on. If he'd have caught it, they probably would have scored. No, they would have scored and they would have won the game. And then you think it's come down to that one single mistake. It hasn't. A game is 80 minutes and it's yeah. like when a player misses a kick and their teammates will always defend them by saying, you know, we are responsible. If we wanted to win that game, everyone else would have done something a little differently, done something a little better. So as much as it sucks that it came down to that one tiny thing, Exeter had, you know, I felt like they deserved to win. Well, it happened because that, that scrum happened because of a knock-on. Right. Right? Which so, is a mistake as well, right? It's a mistake right as well. Yeah. So you're already in that position because, because of a fuck-up. Yeah. Right, like, and if you didn't want to be in that position, don't be in that position. It's kind of like MN, uh, MMA. Yeah. Like, don't leave it up to the judges. Yeah. Right. Play well enough, convincingly enough, so that it doesn't come down right? to the wire. Because, like, yeah, the ref is a variable. Yeah. And the ref's not perfect. No. And when you leave it in the hands of the ref. Yeah. You know, it's in the hands of the ref. Yeah. So you're not gonna. You might not get what you want. You make your own luck, eh? Yeah. I, All right. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. we we were quite mature in the end. I thought we were gonna. Say extra deserve to win. Fuck you, Glasgow or something. Oh, we well, just wait till we get to um, the Munster Toulon game. Oh yeah, we have some ref and stuff to say about that too. Oh okay. Yeah, then yeah. we'll get petty. <laughs> yes, that's what I was hoping for. Maybe not. I like Glasgow. I wanted them to win. Actually, yeah. I would have preferred them to win, but I just didn't think they had. Uh, I didn't think they could match Exeter physically. No, they. It, but it, they they played really well. Yeah. You know. Anyway. So Leon Connect. Yeah. Uh, I feel like. I think we called this one both. I think we did. Yeah, yeah I think Connick just doesn't have the firepower. No. Not as Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's Connick's like they only care when they're playing like Munster or Leinster kind of. Yeah. Almost like it's kind of it's kind of a letdown. Like you guys play they they play I really like this team. I really love Connick. Yeah. And uh it's really frustrating. I feel like they get up for only certain teams. Yeah. This is something I'm noticing. Yeah. I should say that for the conspiracy part later. 
We can do weekly. It can be a weekly segment. <laughs> Connect. Just earmark that. Who do they care about? Yeah, right. Yeah, and so I thought they, they like they could have won this game, but they just didn't have the 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 firepower. It's hard to be fired up week on week. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, which yeah. is kind of a letdown, but because yeah. I was really wanting to like, um, I think Jack Cardi, mm. like this was a game that he could have really like stood out in, mm. like. Yeah, I just didn't think he did. You, you're saying that because you think he's trying to put his hand up for the Ireland 10 shirt? Yeah, because yeah. there are because they're gonna go. Ireland's gonna go with when I think of the 10 setup, they're gonna go with experience. Yeah, and they're gonna go with the future. Yeah. So like the two tens that are gonna be on the game sheet mm. is gonna be experience mm. and the future. Yeah. So it's gonna be a young guy and a guy with experience. Prendergast and. Prendergast? No, I don't think it's gonna be Prendergast. I can think it's gonna be Jack Hardy for sure. Right. And it's gonna be Jack Hardy, and it's gonna be like, um, what is it? Which Burns is in Ulster? It's Billy Burns, right? Yeah. It's other. It's like someone like him, Jack Hardy. Mm-hmm. Ross Burns injured. Mm. Um, so it'll be something like that. It'll be kind of like a setup like that. They're gonna have uh they're gonna have an experience probably to relieve Jack Hardy. Yeah. Not start. I think Jack uh, Jack Crowley. Yeah. Sorry, Jack Crowley will start. Yeah. And then if something happens, then someone's gonna like an experienced guy's gonna come in and relieve him at the end. Right. So like if Ross Byrne was um, healthy, I think that's the way it would go. That's just my prediction. We Anyways. talk about Irish tens a lot because there's just so many of them. There's so many of them, so many good ones, and I egg you on as well. Yeah. Every time it comes up, I'm like, "What do you think, Steve?" I love talking. I could yeah, talk about uh, Irish tens for a long yeah, we've time. We've got a lot to get through, so yeah. let's just say it's going to be Jack Carty and be done with it. Uh, Bristol and the Bulls. I think Bulls are going to be potential winners of the URC, so I'm not surprised by that. I don't think Bristol are playing so well in the Gallagher Prem, so I'm not surprised by that result. Bulls are looking really good. They have some injuries too in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it looks like they got... Yeah, what I what I heard, I didn't watch this game, but I heard that they kind of got bullied in this game too. I just watched the highlights. Yeah, I didn't watch this game, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, Munster beat Toulon. They did. I like this game. We watched this game. We watched it together. We yeah. did, hand in hand. This game kind of had a few stories in it too. It did. I thought Toulon started a little better as well. And, uh, yeah, I, they Munster did. Haven't they came been... out strong off the gate. I was a little worried. Yeah, I, and Munster haven't won a lot of games recently. No, they needed this win. They really did. And actually, in the end, it was a convincing win. I felt by just after the second half, it was all Munster. Um, and I don't know what they're doing differently, because even at the start, Munster looked kind of like they have been in the last few weeks, a bit tired, a bit lackluster. Uh, but then what I, what I like about Munster is they do have like a all-court game at the minute. What kind of worries me about Munster is that... Uh... Like Peter Omani was back on the field. Yeah, he played well. And they, the whole team was like, they felt different for the team. Oh, okay. It kind of like that Johnny Sexton kind of influence, like when he's on the field versus when he's not. They play differently when he's there. Yeah. yeah. So like his leadership mm. was. Uh, think there was a lot of things on this game. Like Simon Zebo. Simon Zebo had a decent game. He had game. a game. Yeah, he did. I'm wondering. Like I'm pretty sure with all the injuries and stuff, he's going to be in the Ireland squad. Uh, squad. This isn't even his first comeback. No. So it's his second comeback. Yeah, he's coming in with his new gut. He's got a little bit of gut. It's actually, I thought he looked fatter before, <laughs> and now he's lost a bit of weight again. So this is his second weight loss journey as well. Yeah, so he's got a, he's going to have a comeback, weight yeah. loss journey, new yeah. year, new me for him. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I hope it, because he's, 
he's good. He played game. Gavin Coombs. Gavin Coombs, I was just going to say, had a good game. Yeah, yeah. that try yeah. that he got disallowed yeah. was bullshit. Yeah, there was a few of those that this was, weekend. That was like, that was a bad call. It was a, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier though. Um, there are going to be 50-50s. Yeah, but he didn't make, he didn't double move. He like reached out. Is that a double movement? That can't be a <sighs> yeah, double no, movement. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right actually because no, there was clear grounding. Yeah. His body didn't move. No. And he just reached his arm out over the line and placed the ball and it was clear as day which that he had allowed, done that, right? which is allowed. And you've yeah. seen that a hundred times. So yeah, actually, and I think it's sometimes the way that the TMO and the ref word things. And if the mm-hmm. ref words things a certain way and the TMO uh, contradicts them or, you know, the other way around or whatever, it make they get so jumbled up in the kind of flow chart of the rules that they forget that they're just watching a game of rugby and it should be pretty obvious what happened. It yeah. wasn't a double movement, I don't think. No, and I was kind of, I was really let down by that. Anyways, yeah. the game went the way I wanted the game to go. Yeah, that's why Anyways. I wouldn't be too upset if I was a Munster fan, yeah. But, like, oh, man, that was uh, that was an unfortunate call. That mm. was frustrating. There's yeah. so many rules, too, because like, I've been watching rugby for a while. Yeah. It's just it's it's a very complicated game to get your head, wrap your head around. It took me a long time. Yeah. It's not a very inviting game. No. For like new people that don't understand what's going on. Don't you dare say rugby league. <laughs> no, you don't say it. Don't worry, I won't bring that up. All right, cool. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, that Gavin Coombs had a really good game. Yeah, he did. That Tom Ahern kid mm-hmm. is a machine. He was all over there playing on the wing. Yeah. Like he's catching like crossfield kicks. Yeah. Like this kid is serious. Yeah. Yeah, I know how you're tired of hearing about the new the oh, future. The future. Do you know what? I didn't want to bring it up, but it's like every time you watch Monster and it's like this kid's the future of Ireland. And yeah. Like, can they not have a kid who's not the future of Ireland for they a minute? They just have like, so many kids. They have so many just stop employing children. And these kids are playing good. Stop it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Well when... No, they're good though, they're good. I I'm excited for them. But you know what, guys? Be realistic. The Ireland team is gonna be Leinster and Peter Romani. Okay? Relax. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> so don't worry about your children. With Tom Ahern. Maybe. Killing no, it. he's not going to get a sniff. No, no he, chance. He's fucking good. No, there's, a, there's five Leinster guys ahead of him. He's putting up his hand. And each of them have played nine minutes of rugby this season. <laughs> Stormers sale this game. Fuck. That was a, This was a joke, wasn't it? <laughs> this game was fucking all over the place. Yeah, it was funny. It looked like a fucking MLR game. It, it was silly. Balls yeah. just going all over the place. We're Chaos like, rugby. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck was going on yeah. here? I think Stormers nearly gave that game away, right? They almost did at some point. Yeah, there's a couple times, and then Sale got the ball in the last few minutes, and then decided to kick it away, and then someone knocked it on, and they got it back somehow again, and then they still kicked it away. Oh, the game management—they look—they all look knackered, to be honest. The game management was brutal. It was terrible, wasn't it? Right, like yeah. they had like nineteen thousand chances at the end of this game to tie it. Yeah, and they just kept fucking up. Yeah, and they just made the worst decisions. They did. They did. Yeah, like. Oh my god! Like they were—they stu- were trying to carry it from behind their line at one point. In fact, I think that's how the game ended. Like they were behind their sale, had the ball in their own try in their own try zone. And, there was uh, just like they kept—they they would give it away, kick it away at yeah. the end of the game when you need to have the ball in your hands. They were yeah. trying to do this kick chase, and then they were lucky enough that the Stormers were like, you know what, fuck it, you guys can have another shot. <laughs> it will give you one more chance. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then yeah. they still messed it up like Sale. I think they were seven points out, though, so they would have only drew it even if they scored a try with those, a couple of those chances. I just never, like the Stormers, I've never seen a team like try to give the team that's losing 
so many opportunities to win. It's like they felt sorry for them. Let's have <laughs> another go. Go the on. The team that's losing keep rejecting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, we don't want this tired. today. We're too tired. Yeah. yeah, it was fucked up. Like, yeah. it was just such an odd yeah. decision making. I think there was like, a lot of young kids on sale. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also the future of Ireland. The future of Ireland. All the sale players. All the sale players. Yes. Yeah. And right. then uh, Leinster. Uh, I wanted I wanted Stade Francais to more put of a, more game. of a fight. Yeah, what are they third? In? I was actually surprised by this outcome. I I, I wasn't thinking that. Uh, yeah, I think I thought Stade Francais was going to put up more of a fight. I thought one. so too. And I they think kind of, they got beat up. Yeah, we watched this game as well, and I said to you, I think one of Leinster's strengths is they just don't know. They don't let the other team play. They've got a really good smothering game. You know, we're also not privy. The top fourteen squads. We're not. That's so I true. don't know what kind of like what the level of squad. Yeah. They like. Is uh, it their first Stop team? brought over. How we don't. Let's be honest. We're not experts in the French league, and mm-hmm. we don't know the injury situation. We just know no. the Stade Francais are high in the league, yeah. and we should expect a good game. Mm-hmm. But we know Leinster reasonably well because we're URC fans. I, I thought Leinster would win this game. Yeah, I did. But too. I thought I didn't know they were going to like. Yeah. I was excited to watch like a heavyweight fight, you know? I was excited to watch two of the biggest teams in their respective leagues duke it out. Mm-hmm. And Leinster just smothered them. Cre- you know, credit to them. They they were they were so impressive to watch. But they, they make the games a little unfun to watch sometimes because they're so good at what they do, right? Um, having said that, some of the matchups, the two games they lost against Munster and La Rochelle the end of last season in the Champions Cup in the USC were, were heavyweight, really engaging yeah. games, right? So uh, I hope that we get to the end of this, you know, when we, when we get to the knockout stages, we do see a few more of those kind of close Yeah, I don't want to see games. blowouts like that. No, I don't want to see it. But, you know, whatever. They played really well, Leinster. Fair play to him. Talking about a blowout. It wasn't so much a blowout, but Ulster, Toulouse. Yeah, I'm sad for I'm sad for Ulster. But, like, I never Toulouse thought they were going to win this game. I didn't either. I just, no, Toulouse, Toulouse is, are quality, aren't they? This, I, I, yeah. They're... They're the team to beat in this champion. Them and Leinster right now, because we'll this talk tournament. about what happened to Leicester not long ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm sad that... Yeah, I, I agree. Ulster should, weren't going to win this game, I didn't no. think. But, you know. Sad uh, it was at home, too, for them. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Toulouse are, are just... They... Like, like DuPont put on a clinic mm. in that game. Yeah. Fuck, he's good. He's going away. Yeah, it's going to be sad to see him go. He's we'll be back. He'll be back. He's yeah. gonna be walking over that hill. He'll turn back at us and wave. And why is he playing? Why is he doing it? He wants a gold medal. Right. That's so weird. He wants to play. He wants to be an Olympian. Why? Because he's an athlete. Yeah, but he's a rugby athlete. He wants it all. Why? Because of the World Cup. It's, I don't get it. He wants to win a world championship at rugby and something. <laughs> if it's sevens. Yeah. If it's like. Uh, EA Sports rugby <laughs> like 2023. Like he wants to be the champion in something. Imagine being so competitive that your competitiveness bleeds out of your own sport into other things. I mean, it's still rugby, yeah. but it's rug- rugby sevens is fucking diet cola of rugby, isn't it? Well, I'd say league is the diet cola yeah. of rugby, but uh, what is what is sevens? The root beer. It's a poor rugby old, sevens poor is like the saltine cracker. Yeah, of rugby. Yeah, Keeps I'm not the biggest fan of sevens yeah i like going to a, a sevens tournament getting shit-faced yeah. and not watching any rugby i think the problem with sevens is different for me because like in canada the sevens takes over the 15s program it does it's almost it shadows like it's over. bigger here doesn't yeah. It? yeah so it's never going to do that in a place like ireland or england no. or wales right no 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 right it's always gonna be a smaller but here yeah like this is where the focus goes into yeah 
is in the sevens program and it kind of like takes away from the 15s program in Canada. So yeah. like I have a very bitter relationship with sevens when it, when it comes to that. I don't think you can put Rugby Canada's faults on sevens though. No, the sevens world tour setup is really good and beneficial for smaller unions like Canada. Yeah. Right. And yeah. 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 It's just really more profitable. But anyways, mm. besides that, like yeah. Ulster, sad, sad. Okay. In this game, Yay. the game, your game. Ah, oh, my boys, Cardiff You're... Harlequins. Cardiff being my boys, Harlequins, including some of my former boys who betrayed us. Dylan Lewis scored a try against Cardiff. Talk about Judas's. <laughs> Jared Evans was just up in the booth on his phone, not even watching. <laughs> he watching his oh, my heart. He's playing fucking Candy Maybe it's because he was so sad, you know? But he didn't even care. He knew. No. Yeah. Like, I... yeah, my boy's got this. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking Cardiff yeah. douchebags. Oh. He's just playing Candy Crush in the I box. Know. I know. It was, it was, uh, I'm glad. There's some stories from, there were some guys on the Cardiff team. Thomas that... Young playing well. Thomas Young always has a good game. Yeah. I really like him. I think he's he's consistently good. There's so many good back rowers. There's so many good Welsh back rowers that it's hard to get him into a team. He's a bit of a maverick as well. Yeah. You know? Like he's just, he's fast for a seven. He gave you some uh, Artie Sevilla vibes. That's how he's just fighting through yeah. things and yeah. he's just making these huge breaks. Like He was like taking the game for his own. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it gave me that kind of vibe. Nowhere near as good, but uh, yeah. like, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, but when I was, like, I was like, yeah, he was very noticeable on the field. Yeah, uh, another guy what was that winger. What's his name? Um, Mason Grady. Maybe? Yeah, he yeah. had a game. He had a good game. Yeah, yeah. He, he's playing really oh. well consistently. Uh your fucking wish dot com ten. Tynus de Beer. Yeah, he's fucking great. He is, isn't he? What yeah. a little nugget of joy. Yeah. Do you know the the story with that is? Uh, Cardiff wanted to bring in a 10 because Jared Evans, formerly of Cardiff, now of Harlequins, left. And then Cardiff wanted to bring in Tiny Sapir and the WIU stepped in and were like, you can't do that because we want to promote homegrown talent. And Cardiff were like, what fucking homegrown talent? They leave. We don't pay them enough money. So they were like, okay, fine, you can have Tynus to beer. Fine. <laughs> Some fucking rugby bargain bin found this guy. And he's good, eh? Yeah. yeah he's good. Consist he won a breakdown, man. Like he's doing everything. Yeah, yeah. he uh he's all uh, I really I really like I enjoy watching him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. good. Yeah, he does. He's uh, kind of built like a flanker as well. He's got these yeah, big he's a pipe stocky. and arms. Yeah, yeah. He kind of reminds me of who's Glasgow's ten Duncan Duncan you thinking of Duncan Weir? It's got the yeah. same build. Yeah. Yeah. This is a stocky little ogre. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. No, yeah. I got time for Tynus to be a. He's yeah. kind of. There's been a couple of games, and this is one of them where I felt like without him, that would have been a a worse game for Cardiff. Like he's he's his presence is felt. Same as Thomas Young. You know? Is he Welsh qualified? I have no idea, man. No idea. But probably that's probably something. Probably, you if know, he I've, keeps playing. If he keeps playing like he's playing. No. Oh man, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, we don't have any. So Sam Costello no just got injured this weekend yeah. as well playing for Scarlets against Claremont. So we don't have any 10s as far as I'm aware. You got Sheedy. Was he injured? I th No, he's not injured. He was just named by somebody, some journalist, I won't name and shame them, as the worst 10 in the Gallagher Premiership. Yeah. Well, that was a bit harsh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty harsh too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, really? It's rough, it's like that eh? yeah. I think he has like the third or, or second most points maybe too yeah. in the Prem. Yeah, what's this bullshit? Yeah. I thought that was fucking weird that's well harsh yeah um i don't know that i think we should talk about harlequins though because they won and they won convincingly they played really well actually yeah i thought don brandt played well yeah um marcus smith didn't do as much line breaky shenanigans but he oh, had a I solid game was, i thought he was all over the he place was no he's pitch. everywhere and he's doing everything i thought he, he really was doing. putting his hand up 
Yeah, yeah, he's quality. Danny Kerr had a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I was, how old is he? Fifty-eight. I don't know. Maybe is he trying to put up his hand still too? I might. Did hurt. he ever? Did he officially retire from English rugby? I've no idea. Because no. I don't think he did. No, I don't know. I think he does a bit of commentary. I don't now, think though. he'll make it in the squad, though. I don't think he'll be in the Six Nations. No, they got some quality. But he's good. Guys. He is good. You're yeah. not going to be sad with Danny Kerr on your team. Much like Simon Zebo, this would be his second or third comeback if he did get back. I want to see a comeback year. I want to see Mike Brown, Danny Mike, Kerr, yeah. Simon Zebo. Yeah, I yes. want to see these guys. Yes. like come out of the woodwork. Yeah, you know, step out of their coffins. <laughs> you know, come emerge out. from the mist to save yeah. England. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see some swan songs. I want to see some. Yeah, I want to see some fantasy. Yeah. in the Six Nations this year, like make some dreams come true. Make All it right. fun this year. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's the first year right out of a World Cup. Mm. You know, mix it up. Yeah, do some stuff. Rugby's back. Uh, today's games. Mm. Bath beat Racing ninety two. Very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy about that because I like I like the Bath story. They've been a bit crap for a number of years, and then Finn Russell has kind of changed them, and they they seem more confident generally. So, yeah, good for Bath. Oh, what's his name? The coach of Racing ninety two. I don't know. Um, used to be the coach of England. He came from Leinster. Uh, Stuart Lancaster? Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not having a good run. Oh, they didn't year. have one with England either. Yeah, so he, like they got him. They're probably paying a lot of money to have him there because they got mm. him from Leinster. Yeah. So And they just haven't been having a good start to the season. I wonder what's going on there. It's. I feel bad for the guy on one hand because he uh, every time he has been a head coach in England and in Racing, if they're not doing well, then... Because he started this year... Yeah, because he was at Leinster as a, some kind of support coach, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he was the head senior coach. Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and then he left. Yeah, I thought that this was going to be, I think, I don't know how that how that's going in there right now, but there's probably some talks about him because he has not, he's not having a successful season with racing. No. Well, they're not doing too bad in yeah. the top 14. Yeah. But, but with the there's some big got, games. They should some, expect to win some. Yeah, there's some Champions big games, games that they've lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a hammering though. It was four points, wasn't it? Twenty five to twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. I think it hammered, but yeah. I think there's been a lot of scores like that for him. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that was Munster not long ago. Yep. Some close losses. What are you talking about? They're back on the top. Back on top. <laughs> the squad full of children. Another surprising outcome. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought. I thought Oliver Shell was going to win this game too. It is surprising though because I think Leicester have been playing well enough for that game to at least be close mm-hmm. and it was not close, was it? I wonder if this is one of those Leicester just didn't give a fuck. Why? Nah, they're going to give a fuck about that. You think so? Yeah, it's like La Rochelle are I one of the teams few, to beat. And... How the Champions Cup is set up, I think there's a few games that these guys can throw away. Mm. And I felt like Leicester, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Okay. I, I mean, that's a hammering. Especially though. Leicester, like their forward pack yeah. that they got. Yeah. Uh, like they got a strong forward pack. They do. So I wasn't expecting La Rochelle to like just walk all over them. No one. I was actually intrigued to watch this because yeah. of that. Because what they did to the Saracens. Yeah. The week before. Yeah. So I, I got to look at the lineup too. I got to see who was playing on Leicester. But uh, yeah, it's kind of an uh, a letdown. Right? It's a disappointing score. Yeah, it was a bit. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I'm I'm disappointed. I expected more from Leicester, but I don't think they would throw a game. No one wants to lose. I don't think Leicester wants to lose. I and, don't know. The, and the game that's going on right now, mm. Bordeaux Saracens. Uh oh. You want to know the score? I'm going to predict it with my Kay. psychic powers. Yeah. I'm going to say Bordeaux are winning. Don't give anything away. And they are winning by six points. Uh, it's 43 minutes in. Yeah. It's, uh, three minutes in the second half. Yeah. Bordeaux 
29 so far. Yeah. Saracen's three. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I got one of those things right. Yeah. Ooh. Saracens what is going are on? doing well, are they? This year. They're struggling. Yep. About got... time, I say. They've what? had too long at the top. <laughs> you guys had it too long. Too long. Yeah. Too good. Oh, look at this. Yeah. this team doesn't look too bad here. I'm looking at the team lineup here. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. They're struggling this year. Oh, well. I, I never care. thought I would see that. I don't care about Saracens. <laughs> Whatever. And that's uh, that's a bit, well, we're pretty sure we can call that game. Unless yeah. some kind of fucking Christmas miracle happens. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Bordeaux are uh, pretty good, though. Yeah, they are. So They're going to be... I, they'll, they... be they'll be probably the top... I'm calling them to be one of the top four teams in the Champions Cup. Oh, okay. All right, let's do a... Last four quickly. Who's in the last four? I'm gonna say Leinster, La Rochelle. Oh, oh, I don't know if I will say La Rochelle. I'm gonna say Leinster, La Rochelle. I might say Bulls and Bordeaux. Why not? That'd be fun. Probably I'm gonna go Leinster. Yeah. Toulouse for sure. Oh, why did I forget Toulouse? Obviously yeah. it's Toulouse. Yeah. Um, maybe I think Bordeaux. Yeah. I'm gonna call that. Yeah. And then I think it's going to be like uh, Northampton or oh, Exeter. Oh, how could I forget Northampton? Yeah, you were just cheering them on. I know. Yeah. God, that was a terrible prediction. Yeah. All right. You're right. I'm just better at predicting. It's my strength. <laughs> That's what I bring to the table. Okay. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, unless it's a Welsh team <laughs> when you're genuinely always wrong. 40% of the, <laughs> 47% of the time he's right. So. Every time. <laughs> Every time. So, yeah. No, like, yeah, that's like I think of it for the top four for me. Yeah, fair enough. So, oh. Champions Cup. I think we uh, covered up all the games. This Decent week. weekend, eh? Um, I, I want to talk games. about the Kardashians of rugby. Oh, the Kardashians. You love that, eh? I know. Am, am I trying too hard with that joke now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. kind of stretching it a little bit. All right, I'll leave that one. Anyway, Andy Farrell is the Lions head coach. How does that make you feel? I think good. It does yeah. make me feel good. I think Gatland had kind of worn it out a bit, and his selections in South Africa weren't great. How many times has he done it? Gatland has been the head coach of the Lions three times, I think. So South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, the last three tours. And he was part of the staff on this, on another tour, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, three times is a long time. Mm -hmm. Time for the new blood. Andy Farrell is, I think he's the best Northern Hemisphere international coach at the minute. I don't think there's much argument there. This was just like, it's one of those stories where everyone was just like knew was the outcome and they were just waiting for them to announce it. The worst kept secret, eh? It was yeah. the worst kept secret. Like, yeah. imagine they just went with someone like just left field. Yeah. Like, I could even imagine like, Eddie Pat Jones. Lamb. Eddie Jones comes <laughs> in as the. Host. Yeah, that would be funny with a steel chair. Yeah. I, would I think that. at one point he was probably. Uh, About, yeah, 18 months ago, might have been in contention. Yeah, he might have been in contention yeah. for it. But yeah, like Andy sure. Farrell, I, I, I just couldn't think of anyone else no it's not even there's not a lot to talk about here because it's an obvious choice it's a good choice i watched the interview with him as well he has he's a very humble man you know he seems like he hasn't got much of an ego and people are asking the questions what are you going to bring to this what's your unique selling point and he's just i'm just going to be me i'm just going to coach and uh i think enough people trust him by now to go yeah fair enough just do your thing yeah, he like in 2023, he was like the most impressive coach. Yeah, and I think the elephant in the room is Australia are terrible right now. So it's it. I I hate to say it. I don't think it's going to be a, oh, a fun I really tour. hope a miracle happens over there because I want. We all want Australia to get better. I want a series so we can have a fun because it could kill the brand a bit if if it's a hammering, you know. 
it is it is yeah it's scary yeah because it could hurt it could hurt the lion's there was a, brand, the last the, there's just so much negativity around the last lions tour yes. in south africa yeah yeah like yeah. they need a good tour they do they need to have a good one yeah uh this year so yeah i mean not this year but next year yeah so this is really important. Like Australia really need to pull up their pants. They do. They really need to bring like something and I, to the I table. don't know how they do that because they, it just seems like they're in a bit of a death spiral. Well, you you know who the Lions coach is before you even know who the fucking Wallabies coach is. Yeah, that's bad, like, isn't what it? What the fuck are you guys doing over there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why we need an Australian specialist. I wonder how the the coaching, like hiring, like situation is like i wonder what kind of what they're doing over there like yeah <laughs> well as a welsh fan i sympathize <laughs> it's like a bunch of fucking old guys and yeah. they got a ouija board <laughs> <laughs> spirits of rugby please tell us who the coach is oh something's happening e it says wayne pivak we listen they we have to listen Ouija to board. the Ouija They're board. using that fucking eight ball that you shake yeah. <laughs> like, should we hire this guy yeah. fuck i just i really hope I really, really hope that they don't go with Cheka. Oh, I like Not Cheka. that I say, and I'm not even thinking that Cheka's a bad coach. Yeah. I just think he's, like, he's done what he could do. There. Old wine into new bottles. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I just don't want to see that again. Yeah. Like, they need someone fresh. Fresh. They need yeah. something fresh. And, and right. I'm not saying Cheka's a bad coach. I think he's a great coach because, like, yeah. what he did with, in, in Argentina was yeah. really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when he was coaching there, they beat everyone. Yeah. They did. So, yeah. Uh, they broke my little like, heart. He's not a bad coach. I just don't think that this. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really worried they're gonna go with Cheka again because he's, he's free. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like out of the blue. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not with Argentina anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there's an opening in Australia. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, I'm a free agent. I'm on Tinder. I'm on coaching Tinder now. <laughs> like, so yeah. it's just kind of too convenient. Single and ready to mingle, Michael. Yeah. Cheka so it's kind of. I don't oh, like okay. it. It's kind of scary. He's going back to his ex. Yeah, he's going back to. I think they're gonna hook mm. up again. Okay. He's nice now. He's changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He is a bit of a lunatic, though. Like, he is. He's one of the most petulant coaches I've seen. As much as I like him as a coach, he's always whining about when he loses. Ah, I love that. I like it as I well. I like drama coaches. Yeah, I like drama coaches, <laughs> yeah. obviously. I don't I do. want a drama coach for my team. Yeah. But I lo- like you need. But Australia really don't need a drama coach right now, do no, they? No, they need someone that they need someone that's ready to go do some business. Not yeah. saying Cheka wouldn't be able to like do some good things. They just need a complete revamp. Yeah. They need a completely new direction, everything fresh. Why I'm so harsh about Australian rugby is because even at you know their super rugby level, they're just they don't they're not competitive compared to New Zealand. And if that's the only people they're playing regularly, well they got the the Drua and uh was it Moana Pacifica as well, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, there's not enough there's not enough of a good quality product to get Australian fans interested. If I was Australian, I know who's going to win the Super Rugby before it starts. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be some insanely one-sided results. Mm-hmm. So why would I go watch? Why would I go watch? You know the competition. That's why they need the Wallabies to put up a fight. Yeah, that's right. But like, how do you how do you have a good Wallabies without a good Super Rugby? You know, uh, like the Lions need this because of the last tour. The Wallabies need this yeah. for the sake of rugby in a fucking whole country. Yeah. So there's a lot of things on the line. Yeah, there are. Right? Like th- This needs to be a successful tour Yeah. on all fronts. So another thing that maybe is a bit overblown is how everyone always talks about the Lions brand and if they don't have a good tour, the Lions could go away. Like, maybe I'm being a bit dramatic. Like, what 
what who decides if the lions stop operating i don't think that's in any danger really is it or is no it? i don't well if it if it i don't know if like if there's an actual if they're in reality, there's actually a decrease in interest. In no, them. I don't think so. But it's, it's 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 a kind of dramatic talking point. And I understand the narrative from a, a, a spectacle point of view. But let's say this is a terrible tour. Too bad. We're going to go to South Africa next time anyway, which will be good. When I first heard about the British and Irish Alliance, yeah. When I first heard about them, yeah. And I heard like the whole concept of it. I thought it was yeah. kind of hokey. Yeah. And I didn't think it was anything. Oh, to, like, it's so really... much fun. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know how serious it was yeah, until yeah. like that New Zealand series because yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. first time I've ever experienced yeah. the Lions. And uh, wow, I was hooked. I think especially for British and Irish people, it's fun because you get to cheer for everyone. Everyone's together. We're I all get family. to cheer for Johnny Sexton. Yeah. You know, instead of grinding my axe. You know. Yeah, I love it. I love the whole concept of it. Yeah. I wish they would do. Like a Southern Hemisphere one. Oh, we've got yeah. Yeah, we're going to speculate, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that would be. Uh, I wish they would do something like that. But the That'd British cool. and Irish Lions are a yeah. great concept, and and yeah, I, I don't know if it's endangering, Maybe but not, this yeah. this tour, there's a lot riding on it mm. to improve from the previous tour and the Wallabies yeah. as a as a product. Yeah. In Australia, so yeah. Yeah, we'll be okay, as being lions. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, never. I don't think I'd ever buy a Lions jersey. That feels a bit... Who do you think um, Farrell, Farrell is going to take on his coaching team? Do you have any ideas? For his coaching team? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't think I don't think he'll take any other Irish staff because I don't think he wants to leave Ireland in a bad situation. And maybe they wouldn't mm. even release them or maybe those guys... You know, I'm thinking of Simon Easterby specifically. Yeah. So, you know, part of the Ireland coaching setup doing a great job. I think probably I'm in, I, uh, Simon Easterby will potentially take over head coach of Ireland so I think his coaches are going to come from elsewhere i.e. not Ireland um, who he'll take you know who's back in town Rob Howley oh yeah Rob Man, Howley served his band connections, eh? yeah he does well he's, like, he's a good decent attack coach you know yeah, but he served like his him. band he's done his time yeah. let him back I don't know I don't think he's going to pick Rob Howley though I think um, Borthwick Steve Borthwick I think he's going to be part of the setup the coaching setup really yeah He's been in it before, hasn't he? Been in, was he in it last time? Yeah, I don't think you can deprive two countries of the head coach, though. I think those two guys get along really well. Probably. Yeah. Ju- I just think it's unlikely that he'll take another international head coach. Well, he took Andy Farrell. Was no, he wasn't. He was the assistant coach for the last time. I don't think he? I've. I make you know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen a head coach of a country and another head coach of a country in their lines. While they're both acting. I don't as, know. I'd have to take a look at it. Yeah, I don't know actually. I I I don't know enough about who's where and who's free and available so yeah we got some time like who who do you think is taking from each country yes let's do we're gonna t- like a top three guaranteed spots from yeah. each country all right um i'll start with wales yeah uh i think jack morgan's gonna go mm-hmm. easy choice he's looking yeah. good um i think a lot of people would say louis free Samet, but uh i think there's players there who are definitely going to go before him uh, Thomas Williams, ni- uh, Cardiff's nine. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is a bit left field, but Dav Jenkins at Exeter, you know, he's regularly captaining them. Um, and he's a bit younger, but I think, yeah, he looks good. What yeah. about Emmanuel? Uh, <sighs> oh, wow, it's too soon. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. I actually don't. I'll talk. I'll tell you about that in a bit. Yeah. I'll tell you how I feel about that in a bit, but it's probably not as uh, dramatic uh, as you think. I think I agree with you on. Uh, yeah. What about Ireland? Ireland, I think you're definitely taking Porter. Yeah. 
You're taking Dan Sheen. Oh, yeah. You're taking Kaylin Doris. Oh, okay. I didn't put that. Then there's a lot of players you would take. Mm. I think those three are... Well, 100% are going in. I want to go some really good forwards right now. Uh, yeah. Ones that I'm not un- unsure of, but I would be surprised they weren't like Hugo Keenan. Mm. I'd be surprised if he's not going. He is. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? He's probably the best fullback. Him or Ramos are probably the best fullbacks in the Northern Hemisphere. So Yeah, and he's. Yeah. So I think. So I'd be very surprised if he doesn't go. Yeah, me too. Um, you can make an argument for Bundyaki, but he hasn't been playing much rugby. Something's going on. Yeah, you told me that. He's kind yesterday. of in and out of the squad and connect, and um, but we're talking like a year from now, so that's true. You could probably for for like what I've seen the last year and so like Bundyaki, you could make an an argument for Gary Ringrose. Yeah, definitely uh, a top, but I the top three that would definitely one hundred percent be in the in the squad. Yeah, Andrew Porter. Yeah, Dan Sheehan. Yeah. Kalen Doris right now. I would put Hugo Keenan ahead of Kalen Doris actually. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. I'm not that Kalen Doris is bad. I just think there's enough quality eights around that there's an argument to be had. Who would you I, choose over Kalen Doris? Um, from another nation. Right. Oh, why do you have to put me on the spot like that? Now you've made my Yeah, cuz I thought that was fucking bullshit nonsense. and I called that bullshit. Yeah, shit. I mean, I, okay. I think this is going to sound a bit wild because neither... <laughs> Billy Villapono? <laughs> Villapono? <laughs> nah, he's okay. I mean, that Don Brandt or Zach Mercer I would like to see on the Lions Don tour, but... Brand. no. He's not, he, does, he doesn't step up internationally Aaron, as, as much as I Stop trying to make like. Don Brand happen. <laughs> Don Brand is not going to happen. Stop trying to make him happen. Well, it's I like, like him, though. So, he's had so many chances. He's had a few. Yeah. Um, I think if Falatau's fit, he would go, but he's he's aging out, isn't he? He's, Ooh, there's he's some exciting good. guys, too. So, like, you know, uh, Zach Mercer, he's had a good game yesterday. He did. Um, he's back in there. Another guy from England, Alfie Barbary. He'll be a year from now. Yeah, he'll be more seasoned. Mm. So, uh, yeah. that's another one too. But I think Kalen Doris is the top eight in Europe. Jack Conan as well. Jack Conan. Yeah, like another at Leinster eight. Just, Just going in the shadows. Yeah. Gavin Coombs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the eight is probably going to be an Irishman then. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. When now you say it like that, now you put me on the spot and shamed yeah. me in front of our fan. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I can't... Uh, oh, okay, Scotland. Three players from Scotland who are going. And Scotland always get the rough end of the stick because they... Yeah, well, we definitely Finn Russell's going to go. Yeah. If Duhan. he keeps, keeps doing the Finn Russell stuff. Yeah, he's still doing Finn Russell stuff. So, Duhan yeah. will definitely go. Yeah. Uh, Schumann. And Ferguson, Xander the tight, Ferguson. yeah, Xander yeah. Ferguson, their tight head, and Schumann is uh, a loose head. I, I think both of those guys are going to go. They're that good compared to other. I think so. Yeah, okay. I think those two are probably the. Yeah, right now I can't think of anyone th- that's too much better than those guys. I like Jamie Ritchie a lot, but I don't think he's been as good as he was like maybe last year, the year before. So uh, Rory Darge. Mm, yeah, he's he's playing. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. he's another guy that's. Uh, that can go in there. Oh, uh, who's the Chris Harris? Chris Harris at Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he he's he's playing okay. I mean, there's bet. I think uh, who's the Glasgow centre? Tui Pilatu, is it? Oh yeah, for, yeah, I forgot about him. He's good. I always forget about him. Yeah, I, I think forget he's, his name. He's definitely going to. I think he's one of those definite goes. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, strong 100%, words. Yeah, strong words. Okay. He, like he rarely has a bad game. No, he doesn't. So yeah. Okay, uh, England. I put. Okay, I put Owen Farrell. Yeah. He's taken his wee son with him. I think Courtney Laws too. 
I, I'm serious. I think it's a, that's a big call, but I like. I think he's gonna put his hand up for uh, Alliance Tour. Yeah, even though he's not playing internationally. If he's playing good next year, yeah, around that time, I think he'll uh, he'll go on Alliance Tour. Mm. Yeah. Has anyone? I think I asked you this yesterday, and I don't think we know the answer. <laughs> we should have looked it up before the fucking episode. Has anyone ever played Alliance Tour when they've been retired from international rugby? I think Shane Williams did, but he went as cover in Australia just to like help out in a midweek game after mm-hmm. he'd retired from international rugby. And I think sometimes it kind of shames a national coach if you pick... Like, I think when Gatland took Marcus Smith on the Lions tour to South Africa, Eddie Jones wasn't picking him at 10. So it was almost like Gatland being like, Eddie, I know what I'm doing more than you do, you know? There's a couple things here with Owen and Courtney Laws. First of all, Courtney Laws mm. retired from Test Rugby because he, he won it more time with his family. Yeah, it's not controversial at it's all. It's not a controversial it? he's thing. He's just taking it. He's done. It's yeah. not that he's like, you know, he's too beat up or he's not yeah. good enough to play anymore. Yeah. It's just that he wants that time. And I think when yeah. a Lions tour comes up, it's a big thing. Yeah. And he might put his hand up. And Owen Farrell's not done with England. No, he's not. He's right? just taking he a break. He hasn't even left Saracens yet. No. <laughs> he's just taking a break. Yeah. Right? He hasn't done anything. Yeah. So he's just as much in contention than anyone else. He's just taking a break this year. Mm. That's all he said. From the Six Nations, he just needs a break. He, he might even play in the summer. He's going to New Zealand. Yeah, so it's not even controversial then. No, saying Owen Farrell or Courtney Laws. Yeah, who else would you take? It's OJ. Yeah, a little bit. Mm, I don't know if he's anonymous recently. He's I not. Don't he's not stealing the show anymore, though. Itoji is not as untouchable as a pick as he used to be. No, last year or so, like yeah. he was always an auto include. Yeah, and that's kind of gone away. It has gone away, and I was like, even thinking. In every other country, there's locks who are as playing as well as him, if not better. So yeah, so it's kind of yeah, that's a weird thing to say about him. I don't know, maybe there's something's going on. Maybe he's distracted or yeah. I like him. Though. I still think he's good. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took him. And I also put Ellis Genge. Yeah. So the, you and I had a debate about that. Yeah, I like. Ellis I don't Genge. know if Ellis Genge is going to make it. Why? I. He just. I think they're going to want to go. Uh, with like a powerhouse, um, I think they're they're gonna go. They to... call him the baby rhino. Yeah, but not the adult rhino. Actually, if he was the adult rhino, it would be a less cool nickname, but more impressive an implication. I think his scrum is his weak point. Yeah, he's definitely a great player. Yeah, but he's not that power guy. Do you know who else's scrum is their weak point? Australia. So don't matter. Yeah, I think they're coming to fucking destroy them they're just gonna like yeah roll over them yeah yeah so if, like if australia has like some they got some props that are pretty they do have healthy. some props and to be fair i think it was tupo was injured in the world cup and he would have made a huge difference to their yeah. scrum so they got some yeah. big boys too yeah like if they have if skeleton comes back for that line tour, which i think how old is skeleton too i don't even know as old as he is tall yeah <laughs> so he's like a tree from the lord of the rings so he's an when, ant yeah, an ant <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just walking real he is a, he is massive, yeah. yeah um so yeah that's uh, yeah i agree with you on uh yeah, i think we're i think the yeah it's nothing food. too um debatey going on in like your guaranteed picks is there i no. think i think islander they're going through a serious golden generation aren't they these are the good times if you're irish yeah if you ignore the there's gonna be some guys in ireland that are gonna miss out yeah that's gonna be crazy yeah so I'm gonna feel bad for something because there's some. I know there's a bunch of them that want it. I wonder if this is gonna be the year where they have. Well, I don't know. After the Six Nations, they'll have a more of a 
uh, a better idea. A better idea because I, mm. where everyone's really at. After I don't think Ireland are going to slow down this year. I think they're going to win the Six Nations. That's what everyone's saying. Everyone's saying that they're yeah. all like, oh, they, you know, they're they're built for the next ten years. Yeah, they, their system, their infrastructure is so good. Like yeah. you know, with with Wales and England, we go up and down, and it's kind of tied to the finances of our union and stuff, and our management. But with Ireland, their infrastructure is kind of foolproof right now. I think Andy's going to tinker a little bit this year with the Lions. Not oh, no, with the Lions, sorry, with Ireland, with yeah. Ireland yeah. and they're going to be there's going to be some growing pains and some figuring out some stuff, and I nah. think they're really going to solidify themselves after they'll be very solidified after the box tour in South Africa. Because he's gonna bring the he's gonna bring the A squad he's gonna bring mm. that development side mm. he's really gonna get a good look at his players yeah in a, at a tour so and then they'll he'll really know where they're at after that these are the salad days if you're Irish you know mm. just don't worry about it guys you've got talent for days infrastructure's good it's not that it's the argument is not if Ireland's gonna be bad it's like how good are they gonna be yeah exactly <laughs> it's, yeah it's a good exactly. problem now it is yeah I'm not I, them and South Africa and France are in very good situations mm-hmm. across the board I think do you have so, anything else to put in about Andy, Andy Farrell? Farrell I don't think so I think like it's, it's 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 there's no spicy things we can bitch about really it's kind of solid choice yeah and I'm happy for him and he's a nice guy it's and not really spicy news it's not is it I thought it we would all be expected we it. all knew this was going to happen it's a it's a great choice yeah fucking you know give us some you know a lot of the time when we're talking I say to you all this stuff writes itself because rugby has its drama but yeah this is fine yeah normal yeah boring even move on there's something else that's exciting oh yeah the women's lines yes yeah that's pretty cool it is really cool yeah I'm excited for that I think they're going to New Zealand I, I don't know. I think they are. I think they're going are to New Zealand. They? Yeah, I think so. I think I read that. Yeah. You could do the th- the, the great thing about a women's British and Irish Lions yeah. is you can actually tour North America. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz the, they're good. And they're competitive. And they're competitive. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's the exciting thing about this is you can have a Lions tour yeah, yeah, yeah. come to Canada. Yeah. Cuz the girls will be up for it. Oh, they will. They might win. Yeah. I don't know if they'll win. It would be cool if the Lions came over and they did like uh like a USA Canada mm. mix. Oh, I don't like that idea. Why? <laughs> I just don't like the two the two of us mixing you don't like, like that. Touching tips with the Americans. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like that idea. Well, I would I would still be you down would, for it. You would love it. Oh yeah. When 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 you talk about finding be, out, then you that would be interesting. Imagine a little Welsh boy always told that the English are evil oppressors and we hate them when we watch rugby, and then all of a sudden the Lions happen and I can cheer for Owen Farrell. Like it's it's magical. <laughs> It'd be the same feelings. Like, yeah. oh, boo the Americans. Then you get to cheer for their players. You'd love it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a, like a, a lot of opportunities, a lot of different, a lot of different um, scenarios you can have with this yeah. women's. Uh, Lions team like right. like coming to North America because you've got a whole other continent who are competent at rugby hands down if they yeah. came to the states and did a tour or yeah. um in Canada yeah I'd fly down to watch oh it. me too that'd be amazing it'd be great yeah 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 like uh watch a couple games yeah no I'd love that yeah mm-hmm. and I was watching the uh that women's competition they did in New Zealand over the summer I forget what it's called I feel bad for not remembering it but like there was a lot of competitive games you know like Wales have gone professional Ireland and Scotland have gone professional. So there's there's five or six teams now who are getting better, could beat each other. England are still the... England. Well, New Zealand are obviously the team to beat because they're the World Cup champions, right? Yeah. But England, England and France have got a really good professional setup as well. So it's not like there's going to be a blowout when, you, when, when these teams meet each other, right? No. So yeah, the Lions Tour is kind of, I think, building on that success. It's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's like yeah, there's just a lot of different things you can do with this product. Totally. Yeah. That's exciting for me. It is. Yeah. No, maybe more it has the potential to be as good if not better than the men's one because like I said if you've got a whole other continent, Canada and the US are have excellent women's teams, right? You've got a whole other market there. It could be really exciting, right? Especially for Canadian rugby fans. Oh yeah. Yeah. All five like of us too. All five of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I really like the idea. Yeah. And uh, when is it? Do you know when it's supposed to happen? I thought I saw something like twenty twenty seven. I thought twenty twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, it's I not remember. for a little bit. Yeah, they got a little. Time and now to they plan. have that Celtic challenge going yeah. on. Yeah. So those girls are like doing uh, are doing are in a professional setup now. Yeah, and that's been competitive as well. So there was the Gualia Lightning. I think it was against the Irish Clovers. That was Gualia lost today. I think by or yesterday by two points. So it's it's also a competitive league. They're not blowouts, right? They've thought this through evenly matched teams. So those girls are going to have a lot of good competitive matches between now and then. So they're only going to get better. So yeah, it makes, it's good. It would, uh, yeah. Cause if you did the lions, a uh, women's lions last yeah. year or something like that, it'd be really hard to choose, not just England. Yeah, <laughs> right? it would. It would. Right? And, I, and I still and think England will take the majority of the players, yeah. you know? Uh, but now that you have like basically the whole, mm. like British and Irish yeah. lions nations, there's all a Welsh- professional. Yeah. Like that's going to help out a lot, and you're going to yeah. So they're they're going to be coming with a good team. They are. Yeah. There's yeah. a Welsh winger, Jasmine Joyce, and she doesn't have a bad game. She's always scoring tries. She's lightning fast. So there are definitely players I can think of immediately who would get in that aren't English. But I think the majority of them will be English. But yeah, it's uh, it'll be it's not going to be kind of dialed in stuff. You know, there's going to be some good debates about it. I really wish they would just uh, let Sophie DeGuddy from Canada. Yeah. Like get in there, yeah. Just like borrow a few. I feel Canadians. bad for her. She's like the best rugby player in the world. She's pretty good. Eh? Pound, pound for pound. But she kicks as well. She does everything. Yeah. She can play any position. Yeah. There's not a pound for pound player that's as good as she is. Yeah. Like man, man. Justin Tipperick actually probably as good across in any position. Her and her and Justin Tipperick, all time greats of rugby. Yeah, because there's just nothing that she can't do. Yeah. So I wish she would like get an experience like that it's just sad maybe they'll do a canadian usa super team call them the bear eagles uh, the beagles <laughs> the beagles yeah that'd be i'd watch that that'd be great yeah i, I would love that so yeah. yeah cool yeah that's exciting not very really dramatic today are we still just very positive let's get dramatic okay let's talk about uh yeah the the welsh trader <laughs> that's pretty harsh emmanuel Feywabosa. Do you know, i'm gonna disappoint you by being quite level-headed and positive about it I oh think, yeah because a his explanation was pretty reasonable yeah and b there's a lot of wingers in wales who i think are going to be as good as him i keep talking about mason grady i like him a lot i think probably Feywabosa is probably be- a bit better but we've got we've got pretty good wingers in Wales, and you know, let me say this for the guy: when I read his explanation, it made total sense, and it's basically mm-hmm. the WIU's twenty-five cap policy that's fucked him, and I feel bad for him. Like he's he's a Welsh guy, like you yeah. listen to him speak, he's from Cardiff, right? Like it's not it's not a case of you know one parent is very English, one parent is very Welsh, or anything like that, you know. Yeah, this whole situation when I first read about it, because I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, I was surprised. I actually got a little angry at him. Yeah, I was like, "How could you do this?" It brought yeah. up a feeling like years and years ago in the nineties. Yeah, there was an NHL player called Brett Hall. Yeah, and uh, he didn't get picked for Team Canada. Yeah, 
So he went, he was dual citizen. He played for the United States oh, in this hockey championship and yeah. they beat us. Did he score? I don't know if he scored, but they yeah. hit, they beat us. Yeah. And it was really bitter. It was like, how could you do this? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the only person to blame was, was Hockey Canada for not putting him on the team. Yeah. Right? That's so what I'm saying. I it think... actually took me, I had to like actually logically think about his decision. Yeah. Because uh, it raises a bunch of questions. Like why, <sighs> like this, this cap rule. Yeah, it's it's holding it's that's the holding main, them back for me. That's the only and main question. And it's, it's stupid. Like, why isn't Welsh rugby product attractive enough to just auto lure yeah. a, a, a boy born and raised in Cardiff yeah. to play for Wales? Yeah. It should be an auto include. Yeah, right. It should be your default setting. Yeah, like I'm playing for Wales. Yeah, no matter what happens, mm. what's going on in my life, yeah. I'm playing for my country. But okay, so. F- I agree with you, and I do get those those feelings in my stomach. The reptile brain goes, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. are you not Welsh?" Yeah. But then, honestly, his explanation was pretty watertight, right? Like, if he and it was more to do with his medical career. Actually, it sounds like you know. Yeah. So, like, he if he went back to if he chose to play for Wales, he would be obliged to accept a contract from one of the regions eventually. Yes. Yeah, so which means a... he would have to play in Wales while he's studying in. But England. then again, there's a, there's a stipulation that's in the way. Why is that there? That's what I'm saying. It's right? the WIU's fault, so, not his, as far as like, I'm concerned. Like the fact that it's like it should be his default setting to play for Wales, but yeah. the fact that the WRU has built up such an unattractive yeah. system yeah. for someone like him. Yeah. Like that's sucks. Some something has to be done there. Same with Joe Hawkins actually. Like this this oh. situation should never happen again. Like the like the WRU needs to really seriously like like okay, we have to change some things mm. because the way that rugby is going the way that our union is going. Yeah. Like we cannot keep just the same old rules. We have to do some changes. I don't, yeah. And and sadly, I don't think it's a simple thing because if they get rid of that, that maybe they have one or two players who that is preventing them leaving Wales. Um, and then the product in Wales gets worse because we've lost other good players. Like, I don't know how you fix this. I think there was like, you know what union fought this the longest too. And then when they finally opened up the floodgates... South uh, Africa. South Africa. Yeah. They fought this for a long time. Yeah. Trying to keep the players in South Africa. And then yeah. finally, they're like, you know what? We can't do this. Yeah. And they've, like, knocked down the doors. Yeah. They let the players free. Yeah. And now they've won two World Cups. It's different in Wales. They've got a population of three million people, three and a half million. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, what, 60, 70 million people. And, you know, they like rugby as much as we do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not comparing like for like. I think the WRU have to find a sensible way of, of keeping people in Wales. You know, actually, the answer is, I've just remembered what the answer is, it's fucking fund the unions, fund, fund the regions properly, give them more money. You that know? development, they need that conveyor belt of new talent. Well, we've got talent, they're just playing in England now, you know? Baywa Boso plays in England, Luis Rizamit plays in England. But that's not the problem, like, in my eyes. Yeah. Like, they need to, like, always, as soon as they, as soon as a guy goes over there to play... Yeah. There's another kid coming up. There is though. Yeah, there is though. I think there so is. So it you know? shouldn't be a worry, because that's what like South Africa does. Like as soon as someone, as soon as another guy leaves, mm. there's another guy coming out, like of that conveyor belt of players to take a spot. Well, you, and it just, just remember that population difference, though. You know. Yeah, it's, there's a population it's tens difference. Tens of millions I think you can more do people. It, uh, I think you can do it. In Wales too, it's not going to be as mm. dramatic as South Africa because remember yeah. it's South Africa too. Yeah. Right, like all their top athletes go into 
Mm. Like anyone that's an athlete is usually going into rugby first, mm. right? Mm. Like I don't know what's the um, like how many what's the numbers for like in Ireland? For what? For like kids going in playing rugby and stuff like that. Like what's that compared to Wales? What's the player bases? Well. You know, I could get pretty salty about this and start talking about money. But I think the misconception here is that rugby is the most popular sport in both South Africa and Wales. I would argue it's not. I'd say it's football, you know, and that is so I'd say most kids in South Africa and Wales are playing football on the weekend. They're, they're playing rugby. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's not the most popular and neither is it the most popular sport in Ireland. So it has to do more with. Uh, what you're able to afford in establishing academies, right? And someone like Lucy Samit went through the Gloucester Academy. Yeah. Never played for a Welsh region, right? Yeah. So they're poaching our talent even before, you know, if you're saying, who's the next guy off the rank? He was, and he went straight to England. You know? But the thing about Louis Rizamit too is when his international career was yeah. coming up, yeah. He wasn't thinking of anyone but Wales. But he didn't have the. It was ne he was never in danger because he was never offered a contract by a Welsh region because he was always playing in England. That's true too. That's a good you know point. what I mean. So it's like we're kind of being There's leached some rules. off by other people, and we don't have the. The rules are there is definitely a rules issue with the WRU. Yeah, and I think it's the problem starts. They're the main problem, but not the only problem. Yeah, you know? but having those barriers there for those players to yeah. like, because these guys got to make a living. I I get it. That's why yeah. I'm not too angry at Faye Waboso, right? Yeah. Like, I get it, you know? I would be angry. I think you should be angry about it. I'm a little bit angry. I don't, I don't think you should I'm be... I'm a little bit angry. I don't think you should be angry at Waboso. Yeah. You should be angry at the union for I, making that, the situation happen. That's exactly and what I'm saying. And I think you should be upset yeah. about it. I think it's something that's, like, uh, something really to be angry about because, mm. like, this that shouldn't have happened, mm. right? And he had to do that because his hands are tied. Yeah. It felt like that, didn't it? Right, and, and, you, and you expect them to just not play for anyone internationally, you know? Yeah, like, what do you... Yeah, it's just bad. I thought it was a bad situation, very unfortunate situation. It's just sad, isn't it? It's yeah. just sad. And yeah. it shouldn't... Shouldn't happen again. Like, they have to look at the reality of where, like, the Welsh, where Welsh rugby is, mm. and they have to adjust... I think they will. It's just going to take time. Because that was a wake-up call, I think. That that really needs to be a wake-up call situation. There's so many problems in-house there. that they and mm -hmm. I think they're working on them. They've got a new CEO. They're doing some things. But it's just everything's going to take time. And in the meantime, we're going to lose another couple of good players, I think. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I'm just, I've just accepted that Welsh rugby is going to be a bit shit for about five years. That's been my attitude for a little while now. So sad. Whatever. You know, have you, the 90s were terrible we can do another 90s <laughs> we can get through it and then we'll get a new Gatland he might not leave he might just stay there and then you know in the, in the 2030s we'll be resurgent again you know they'll create AI it's exciting being Welsh Gatland. though because every day's different you know sometimes you're good sometimes you're bad imagine being Irish every day's good what are you, what are you talking about who's going to play 10 out of these 19 <laughs> children we've got that's boring <laughs> Give me, give me some excitement, some ups well, and downs. Let's talk about we want to talk about an Irish ten. No, I'm done talking about Irish ten. Yeah, no, let's I'm talk about an Irish right, ten. Let's talk about Joey Carberry. Joey bloody Carberry. Yeah, where's he going? I don't know. Everyone, I heard rumors Bordeaux. Mm, oh, that would be good. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I've been hearing on the grapevine. I think the reason it's interesting to talk about is because he's kind of saying I'm not going to play for Ireland, right? That sounds. That sounds like what it's, <sighs> it's saying to there me. There had to been some conversations with him and Andy Farrell. Yeah, that's what it makes and me think as well. There's must be some kind of conversations going on with him, Munster, because for them to let him go. Yeah. That yeah, there had to be some like tough talks. Yeah. I think it's I I don't want him to go. No. But I think it'll be good for I don't think his his Ireland career is over with. 
I don't think it is. Really? I think, no, I don't think it is. I think he's going to go to... How old is he? 28. Okay. So I think he might go... I think what I would think he should do yeah. is go to Japan. Yeah. Go to Japan, make some money. Do a New Zealand-style sabbatical. Yeah, a shorter season. Yeah. Like easier on his fucking battered body. Yeah. The guy's been like injured so many times. Like, he's yeah. just like been so injury. Well, that's another thing. Every time he's had a chance to nail down the Irish 10 jersey, he has either been injured. Yeah. Or he's not had enough time there to kind of get back his... into the groove of things. And then Johnny Sexton will just yeah. walk over and push him out of the way and jump back in. I don't think it's a talent thing for him. It's just the way his career's gone and the injuries. Yeah. Just really unfortunate for him. Yeah, timing sucks. And right? I think him getting away from the whole system. Yeah. Or I could be completely wrong. There could be something wrong with Munster's system. There could be something going on there. Like they have, they, they had a few players just like yeah. leaving. They had, and I had read a rumor about someone else kind of big leaving also the other day. I don't remember who it was, but I, it made me think all is not well there. There's something. Yeah. Is there something going on there? Like is the whole situation getting toxic there they're like, literally why? the usc champions like I, so and they, so something's i don't know like that's just another conspiracy save thing. it for the conspiracy minute but yeah. uh yeah, yeah it just kind of makes me like there, i think there's like questions asked is there, is there something else going on in mm. munster yeah but because i just don't think like, do you think the, joey carberry is not a player you want to let go of no. he might be too expensive maybe like they might be like you know what we go, we're gonna look towards the youth, the next big thing of rugby. <laughs> Irish rugby. Another one. Yeah. This guy's twelve years old. Yeah. he's amazing. So I, I, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah. Um. Do you think Thorman Park is haunted? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Could be. <laughs> RG Snyman didn't like it there. There's a fucking poltergeist. Yeah, his barbecue burnt him, and then he had to bull- leave. Bullying the it's players. It's haunted. That's what it is. Obviously. Yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's ghosts. Yeah, that's probably the most logical explanation is the spooky ghosts. Yeah, we put it to bed at least. <laughs> yeah. Now we know why Joe Carberry's leaving. I think if he could go to Japan, make some money, I think it'd be exciting. I think I think Japan might be the one, like you said, for the slightly shorter season. Yeah. But also big bucks. Because if you go bucks. to France, it's relentless, isn't it? And I keep hearing that it's less physical. But they keep hire- they keep fucking buying yeah, all these big, big ass fucking players. Yeah, they recruit so like, a lot of South Africans. Yeah, yeah. It can't be that much like uh, yeah. that softer. Like I I can't get the words. And rugby's out of my mouth. rugby as well. Yeah, I don't care how like, you're still running into people as fast as you can. You yeah, know, look what hurts. happened to um who was that old uh, England coach, the flanker? Uh, and he went to the MLR. And he got fucking oh, injured. Oh, Chris first- Robshaw. Yeah, <laughs> he got yeah. fucking injured in his first game. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that come over there, and it's yeah, it's still rugby. Yeah, right? still gonna hurt, right? You're probably gonna get injured more in mm. MLR because guys are just fucking doing whatever over there. The handling is okay. Yeah. Let's leave the MLR. Um, let it, let it live. But yeah, that's all I have to say about Joey Carberry. Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's playing Island Ten again, though. To be honest. Uh, what else do you got on the menu there? The menu for today. Uh, we talked about traitors. We talked about ghosts. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the Netflix documentary, um, and we're going to talk about content and the advertising of rugby content. Because you said the other day that rugby doesn't advertise itself well internationally, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Um, I've I've thought about it a little bit more, and yeah, it's it's pretty terrible actually. I'll give you an example. Um, the Six Nations YouTube released like this hour and a half interview with Justin Tipperick the other day and it was kind of out of the blue I hadn't seen any promotion for it and I'm just sat there watching this really deep dive well-produced interview with Justin Tipperick about his entire career and I loved every second of it and if I hadn't just been randomly on my computer I wouldn't have seen it and it made me and another thing is 
things like the URC highlights, right? Like this is a multinational, multi-million currency league. Like why why are the highlights shit? Like there's so many things. So anyway, Netflix making a Six Nations documentary, right? I think it's awesome. I was blown away by the trailer. Yeah. Um, it's made by the same guys that made that very popular F1 documentary mm, series. I didn't watch that. So they made this F1 right. documentary series, and it was huge for F1. Right. In fact, my boss yeah. is now a huge F1 guy Yeah. Like because of this. And he's really? like planning trips to go watch F1. Oh, he's I like hate all Formula over- 1. Maybe I should watch him. Yeah, he's all over it Yeah. Right. because of this Netflix documentary. Yeah. So I think... Uh, just what I saw from the trailer yeah. of this rugby one, uh, it's going to do that for a lot of people. Just There's bring gonna be in a, the casuals? Yeah, it's going to bring in a lot of casuals yeah. into the game. Okay. Because I, like, I've like i anecdotally seen it happen mm. with their previous documentary. Yeah. And I think that you're going to get a bunch of random new fans. I think it's going to be great for the game. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And it's made... Uh, oh, no. I don't know if that's real or not. But, uh, yeah. It's uh Did you watch the Welcome to Wrexham documentary? No, I didn't watch that. What they did well there was it wasn't just a documentary about the the games. It was a documentary about the community of the town, the stories of the like the coaches and the managers and there was mm-hmm. a there was a really nice story about the women's teams, there was a really nice story about some of the dis- fans with disabilities and stuff. And they just made this kind of holistic picture of everything made it really wholesome and it was like a, all these human stories so i think they focus on that and they don't just be like france beat scotland and here's the game then it and i think they know what they're doing with it mm-hmm. and i think that's what it will be so if they can bring in that kind of human connection to the sport you're going to attract casuals outside of the traditional rugby countries right yeah Is you're going to get, get the guy that loves just document sports documentaries yes and he's gonna watch this and he's gonna be like oh what is this this looks really cool yeah right and uh like i, I can see me yeah like 10 years ago uh, yeah not knowing what rugby is seeing this bright eyed bushy tail like oh what the fuck is this yeah right and then like getting into rugby so i think it's a really yeah like this is the shit that they need to do yeah that's like, what i'm saying right yeah and i'm a perfect person like because i come from basically a non-rugby market yeah right yeah so Trying to be a rugby fan in North America is like living on the fucking moon. Mm, you're like alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're on your space station <laughs> and you're all by yourself. Yeah. And there's no one to talk to. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how it feels. Is that why you keep talking to me? Yeah. Okay. That's why you and I bromance when I met you. Oh, okay. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You're using me for my rugby. Yeah, I am. Shit. <laughs> that's all I am to you. Yeah. All right. You'll, you'll be surprised. Any person that I ever talk to yeah. that like uh, knows their rugby, yeah, uh, yeah, I just bromance with. Yeah, you do, to be fair. Yeah, because yeah. I love talking about it. You sniff out a rugby nerd pretty quickly, so, don't you? I'm so fucking horny to talk about yeah, you are. rugby with people. Yeah, you are. Because so, there's no one there. Yeah. You're so starved. You've got this pent-up energy yeah. that you want to say things about. There's a guy we, I was working on. Uh, on a on a site with a guy you were working on no a guy i was working with yeah and uh yeah he was uh a new zealander and um he was kiwi and like we would just like try to find each other just to have little sessions and bitch sessions about things yeah right because he knew his shit yeah right and then he was just like so happy to finally meet someone that like knew their shit too yeah or somewhat yeah and uh yeah i think it's i think it's a little bit what's sad for me is because you know you and me play rugby yeah and out of the 
40 to 50 rugby players we know who we play with regularly nobody gives a shit about watching rugby it yeah, seems right it's weird it's like it's you and nobody else that's the only canadian i've met who's like not only do i play no there's a there's actually a couple other people that's a bit rude but you are the only person who is genuinely interested in watching all the all the games that i've met here out of people who play rugby you yeah, know I, I haven't met anyone that's been like as dedicated to making sure like i could get up at like three in the morning and watch games yeah because i have to watch them yeah right and uh so yeah it's lonely but i think this this uh this is the type this is a good direction this this uh netflix series yeah it's good i think it's it can only do good things for the game and yeah i, I think i think what i'm worried about is if they you know the kind of narrative at the minute is promoting the already established rugby countries too much whereas there's a bunch of countries who are developing who if we gave them a bit of love they would get better like portugal chile mm -hmm. like i'm hoping that Maybe like a World Cup documentary. Maybe, yeah. I That's a know. lot of teams. It is a lot of teams. Yeah. And right now they're going like you got to remember too like this is a business too for the, them. Totally, this they is a good get start. The, they yeah. need like they, they automatically Six Nations. They're gonna have eyes on it. Totally. for a lot of fans. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if they went with like just a bunch of random like tier two nations like yeah. Rugby Canada, you know, like no I, one's gonna. I guess what I'm saying is this is a great start. I'm into it, but mm -hmm. I don't want the future to just be glamorizing the already existing rugby stories. You know. I just want more 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 rugby if you're gonna places. do fucking a documentary on the top teams like all the time okay fucking but make sure you just keep churning them out more <laughs> content more content more it's content be the marvel universe yeah. of rugby just swamp yeah the fans with content yeah. with extra content because the fans love that shit do you think rugby league would be like the multiverse where loki survives probably and it'll be shit <laughs> and no one will watch it except australians i hope yeah we're the best mate <laughs> we're the best so harsh to him today. Let's do um, some fan fan qu questions. Fan questions. Fans, fans plural. How many is two? Two. Two fan questions. Yeah. Yay. That's, yeah. That's kind of cool. Is one of them the same fan who asked us a question last time? It is. Okay, that's not a bad thing. So that means consistency in our fan base. Yeah, Levi Playboy sixty nine sixty nine. <laughs> uh, sent us a link about uh, that USA uh, Rugby USA putting in a team in the MLR say that again so uh, USA Rugby yeah and World Rugby are oh, funding a team a right. development team in the MLR okay I you haven't hear heard about, about that? that I had heard about that sorry just yeah I was just had a little brain fart then yeah yeah so, yeah, so yeah so he sent us that link and he wanted to know hmm. what we thought about it Ooh, I'm just. That's a good question. It all depends on how much money they're going to put into it. I, so, you know, is this going to be just a fucking? They're just going to throw these kids into the MLR and then just going to get destroyed? No, I don't think so. I think this is a good idea. I think it's like if you look at the the comparisons between the Irish system and the English and Welsh systems, where in England and Wales it's like a private business set up for mm -hmm. the for the clubs, which is what the MLR is right now, mm -hmm. versus the Irish one where it's you know owned and funded by. The, the rugby union um you can obviously see one's doing better than the other in terms of talent production i think initially it wouldn't be as good because they're going to be i feel like this is going to be a thing where they pay these guys minimum you think so yeah and it's just going to be a like a no, bunch of amateurs i think they'll pay a market value you they, think so yeah i think so i mean you have to right. wouldn't you because why would they play there because it's development and it's a paycheck oh and then event when they develop good they go because the purpose of the team yeah is development right so I just don't, I need to know more about it before I kind of like make yeah. my, 
But right now, off the hook, I have a lot more questions. Right. Like, so are you going to like go after players? Are you going to bring some players from Europe back mm. to the MLR? Like, are you going to? I just don't know. I don't know how competitive they're going to be. Who's going to coach it? I, I got a lot of. Or, I got a lot of questions. Or are they doing it because some teams have folded and they need to fill in the gaps and they haven't got a millionaire to help them out? That too. Mm. But I already like I guess like because previously I heard like the relationship between the MLR and Rugby USA mm. it was wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I think so, yeah, there's some friction, isn't there? Because they were there was something. Oh, I wish I could remember the details, but something happened in Colorado, which is kind of the you know the heartland of American rugby. Yeah, that oh, was, what like, was that story. I kind of the Raptors. It, it's yeah. that was kind of a separate thing, right? Outside of, of that too. Yeah, but that was kind of very similar. But there was kind of like they just weren't seeing eye to eye on a couple things, right? And now, like, uh, it looks like the MLR and. You know, Rugby USA, they maved up. They're yeah. holding hands. They're kissing yeah. under the moonlight. <laughs> like, uh, it looks... I don't know. I hope... Hopefully, it works out. Right. Hopefully, it works out. I just have a lot of... I have too many questions. I think so. I think... Okay, so to answer the question, we don't have enough details about it to have informed opinions. But yeah. also, I think it's a great idea. Okay, let's go. Yeah? Oh, yeah. No, it's good. I think it's... Why, why not? Do you think Rugby Canada should step up? Put <sighs> a team in? They've had plenty of chances to step up. They would just do something. Just do something. Don't just hire the same coach again. They, just do like, anything. I'm hoping they're doing the right thing. Just poking would, his dead body with a stick. They you know, probably like, can't even mentally comprehend what they're doing, what the USA is doing. Yeah. They're like, what? What, what does that mean? Develop? I don't, I don't understand. Get what, the what, dictionary. Yeah. What are they talking what? about? What? Is it a hot dog stand? <laughs> Where does Kingsley Jones fit into this? Like, they have, like, fucking no clue. Yeah. What a, yeah. No, I've got no hope for him. And uh, the second question, yeah. the Kiwis have come for us. Oh, no. Yeah. We knew it would happen. We've been mean. So, Phil, yeah. the Ginger Master, 99, <laughs> asked us, hey, you cunts, <laughs> why do you think that New Zealand hates scrums? Oh, uh, well. Just a uh, disclaimer, he told me not to say any of those things. <laughs> He's like, please don't say it like that. Mm. Well, I think it, I think the answer is obvious. They're, well, they're cowardly thing- people. They're not... <laughs> Physically impressive. Also, this Phil guy is a ginger. So, should we even ask his answer his question? That's like, well does he even, harsh. <laughs> does we, he even deserve? Was, we need more than two fans, so I think yeah. we're gonna have to answer this question. I don't know, Phil. Fuck you. You're not even a person, so, so you don't get your question answered. Wow. Okay, some editing might be needed. <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, I, I, okay. To be fair, here's my fair answer. Here's your, I, yeah, do a fair answer. Okay, for a fair him. answer is, is I think people always underestimate New Zealand scrummaging. And then people, and their defense as well, because you watch Super Rugby and it seems like no one's trying to defend, but there's a lot of talented attackers in the league. So when we watch New Zealand at international level and they're good at it, everyone's going, how did that happen? Like, they don't, like, they're good at rugby. What the fuck did you think was going on? You know, like. Because they had, like, uh, the All Blacks had one of the best scrums in the World Cup. That's what I'm saying. And everyone's always surprised when they scrummage well. Like, they don't play rugby in their free time, you know, like. This concept of how, like, why we think that. Kiwis hate scrums. Yeah. It comes 100% from their media output. It does. It's them, and it's they are constantly complaining about yeah. the scrum. And the, it's the always complaining the game. about the scrum. We've got so much to say, haven't we, all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's, an, it's a media perspective. They've got these Sky-owned media outlets, and the pundits just moan nonstop about new rules introductions, how the game is becoming too forward-heavy, too slow. And we talked about it already. The game is not slowing down. It's speeding up. These rule changes are speeding the game up. What you're moaning about is all of a sudden the rest of the world is catching up to you and you're scared, New Zealand. 
scared they're terrified of us I'm maybe still, not whales i'm still terrified of new zealand of course we are you know <laughs> we're just projecting our insecurities onto him really so really it's jealousy it's, of course it's jealousy <laughs> but it's come i think it's starting to go both ways a bit actually yeah you know i don't know what has, it has to do with the scrum yeah it's the amount of times yeah every time you're watching like some kiwi give their opinion on rugby union yeah the scrum comes up yeah the scrum comes up, the scrum yeah. comes up. It's too slow, it's yeah. this, it's that. And I think for people like me and you who are kind of rugby union purists, what we're scared of is if you keep talking that way, this becomes rugby league, and that is the last thing we want to happen. Yeah. You know, keep the scrum, keep it dirty, keep it long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Those guys are tired. They want to waltz over the fucking scrum. Yeah. You know, they're in the lead. Yeah. And they're going to, like, you know, take their fucking time and be dickheads. Yeah. Like, let them do that. Yeah. That's part of the game. It's a big part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's where it comes, Phil. That's where it comes from. But, you know, just to human say... Human being, human being, you know, worthy person, Phil. <laughs> I hope he likes you, because he's not going to anymore. <laughs> I, I can't wait for Maybe him to Maybe there's enough cash in the bank that that's not going to upset him too much, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, another thing I think I'd say is that... Um, maybe there's this impression that New Zealand aren't as physical as... We see them play South Africa a lot in the rugby championship, and they're kind of like the the scissors to New Z the South Africa's rock, right? They'll swashbuckle around and South Africa will dominate you physically. But, you know, when you watch those games, it's not true. It's not, it's not true. true. It's a misconception, no. actually. Right? Yeah. It is a misconception. And I think, you know, those New Zealand props, they're not little guys, are they? And they scrummage no. just as well as anyone else. Yeah. But we see them regularly play the most physical side in the world, which is South Africa. Uh -huh. So that, that kind of maybe that size difference or that different style of play makes us think that. I don't think I've often seen a New Zealand scrum get like physically beaten up, though. So I think it's a misconception, and I think you're right. We're we're, we're projecting onto how their media. Well, output. the last time their scrum struggled mm. was when they had that series with Ireland. Yep. And then they fixed it. They did. It didn't take them very long. You can say what you want about New Zealand; they do adapt pretty quickly. Yeah. They do adapt. Well, that's what you get when you're like they? the best in the world. Yeah. So they're the innovators of the game. Yeah. I've and, been a bit too complimentary now, though. I think they have yeah. slowed down in their innovation recently. Yeah. So, you know. They're not going anywhere. They're not going. Well, they've got to, you know, that, <laughs> Can't now, be they're too just, nice. now they're just playing with themselves all the time. They're going to get worse, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I thought that was going to happen at the World Cup. Yeah. I think it's going to take a little bit more time. I could see them. Yeah, they are. There is kinks. There has been over the years. Mm. Uh, like, especially when South Africa left the mm. Super Rugby, you have yeah. seen a difference. Yeah. There is more holes in the game yeah. for them. Uh, but for them to like really, make, I, I I do think it's a danger. I do think there's going to be a big impact with them, yeah. like basically isolating themselves on a rugby island. That's what I think. And it is going to uh hurt them. Yeah. It will. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like everyone can see it, uh -huh. right? So, uh, how long that's going to take? Yeah. It, it might be gradual. Yeah. Right. But, but they're not going to get worse overall because they're always going to produce high quality players because they play rugby all the time, right? But they're not going to be exposed. Uh, they're not going to have the same level of competition week in, week out. So I think overall their game might dip a bit. But you know another thing? like I, I think this is what happened in this World Cup especially. You remember the last World Cup, quarterfinal, Ireland-New Zealand. Ireland are playing reasonably well. New Zealand destroyed them, right? And people are a bit surprised, but then you've got to remember, like, this is New Zealand. They're always going to be really good, right? And then this most recent World Cup, same quarterfinal, Ireland-New Zealand. That was a close game. 
Yeah, you could see the gap closing. And I think the World Cup experience. That's what I'm saying. And helped. France beat them in the group stages, mm-hmm. right? And South Africa, that was a good close game. South Africa beat them, right? So yeah. the other nations have caught them up, you know? Yeah, you're going to see... I think you're going to see in the future New Zealand walk into World Cups as... I'm not going to say... They're, they're, I feel like they're always going to be a favorite. Yeah. But like, it's not as auto. That's right. It's not as that's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. They're it's not, not as default as it as it yeah. as it's as it's been in the past. I'll, I'll tell you something. I watch a lot of like you know punditry around World Cups, and then you know, except for this World Cup, every other World Cup, everyone's going, oh, so and so is good, so and so is good. But I always get the sense deep down, everyone's going, yeah, but New Zealand are going to win. Like, so let's stop talking about it. But we've got to talk about something. But this was the first year where people are talking up South Africa, Ireland, and France, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, yeah, they've got a good as chance as New Zealand do. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit of fear in my head going, yeah, but New Zealand are going to win. They always win. But it wasn't the case, you know? So I, people are catching them up. I wonder, like, having this, the disappearance of the All Blacks being this unbeatable team, mm. like, uh, if that goes away, mm. I wonder if that's going to have a negative impact yeah. or a positive impact. Yeah. Because, like, beating them is the standard. It is. It's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. And if that goes away, yeah. like, if every other team can do it now, yeah. like, I don't know... Like the mysticism, like of yeah. this like unbeatable team, like being gone. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's like a it good affects, thing. Like the national psyche. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's a bad thing. Yeah. Because I don't know. Take it from a Welsh fan. We can like rugby and lose a lot. Don't worry. Yeah, that's true. You know. I just but beating like when you beat New Zealand, that feeling of accomplishing like. Mount yeah. Everest. I think it'll be good for them because they're not the team that everyone wants to beat all of a sudden, right? New Zealand's disadvantage is they're the victims of their own success. Everyone puts on their A game when they play them. Yeah. Whereas if you put on a, like an 80% performance against another team, you could still win. You better be playing 100% against New Zealand, otherwise you're going to lose. Yeah. And now if, they, if teams start beating them regularly, that allure goes away. New Zealand is still going to be motivated to win and train just as hard. Why wouldn't they? It's their national sport, right? Or is sailing? I don't know, but I think it's rugby. <laughs> um, but then, you know, the other teams, it, it, it takes the pressure off them a little bit, right? I think we have a lot of years before New Zealand get to that point where they're not the auto favorites. It's going to be time. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be time. And even but, this World Cup, like, they still could have won it. Yeah. You know? They, they easily could have won made, that. Made Argentina look like chumps, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They destroyed that game yeah. for me. Yeah. Felt like I waste my money. You went to see that, didn't you? Yeah, it was cold. So it's good for everyone if everyone else steps up to beat them because it makes the games better. Yeah, as a fan, I yeah. don't want to see the same outcome for things all the time. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But I don't know, like that whole like climbing like the mountain all yeah. black is yeah. uh I don't know. I, I kind of don't want it to go away. I don't think it is. I think we're over. Maybe with okay. So I'm going to say to anyone who's listening, who's from New Zealand, right? From your point of view, this is your national sport. You put your body and mind and soul into being a rugby fan, and that's awesome. But from our, from an external, not New Zealand point of view, when we look at New Zealand, sometimes I think we just think that might be a bit boring to be a New Zealand fan. Obviously, not for them. They love it, right? It's everything. But for us, it's like it'd be like being a New England Patriots fan five years ago. It's like you're just going to win. Like, why do you care? You know? Oh, you want them to win all the time. When yeah, they like, you, no, they can trash. Sure they 
they can trash Namibia yeah. like 120 to nothing, and they're just like, oh my god, that was the greatest yeah, fucking yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah. They fucking love that yeah. shit. I mean, who doesn't love winning? You know. Yeah. But from our point of view, from an external point of view, it gets boring watching them win all the time. I don't know. I'm like, as a Canadian, yeah. and uh, like usually, like Hockey Canada just yeah. destroys everyone. Yeah. And I want that every year. But you know, I don't I, want anything different. But there's enough threat to Canada like, from other countries. I don't give countries. a fuck about other fans. No, and I wouldn't <laughs> if like, I was from you know, New Zealand, right? So I can kind of feel. Yeah. I kind of feel how they feel. Like fuck them. Who cares? No, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I'm just saying, if you were to pause and think of it from our point of view, maybe you'd think other things. But I, you know, if I was, it was our Kiwi. Ever, yeah, fuck yeah, let's win every game. Like, is it good for the sport of hockey to have Canada win everything all the time? Yeah. No, it's not. But you guys have got to step up and beat us. We haven't got to step down yeah, and like, come yeah, down yeah, to your gross yeah. little level. Yeah, your gross little Get Six good. Nations level. Ugh. Yeah, sucks right. to suck. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. So. Seriously. No, I think like there was a point in time when New Zealand, and it may still be true, they were the most successful sports franchise in any professional sport in the world. I think they still are. I think that, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. right? Because let's be honest, they had like, I think they lost last year or in 2022. Yeah. I think they lost like three games. Yeah, and Ian Foster's like going to be crucified in public. <laughs> he lost like, three games. They lost three or four games, yeah. and they almost fucking like the whole country almost collapsed. Yeah, <laughs> so the economy like the, came to a standstill. Yeah, yeah, the the bar is still really really high for them. Yeah, so and that's good though, right? They set their own really high standards, and that's yeah. cool. I like that about them. Yeah, but you know, let us let let someone else have some glory. All right, anyway. I think that's. Uh, Did we answer his question? Oh, I'll have to figure out. Yeah, like, but I think I don't think he's going to ask us another one after the things you said. So what are you talking about? I was fair. Mm. I was nice. Yeah. Everything he told me not to say, I said. <laughs> so like, <laughs> fair enough. But uh, well, we should uh, do some predictions for next week. Yeah, we've got to do our, pro- our conspiracy minute as well. Yeah, we got to do a conspiracy minute, which hopefully will be a minute. <laughs> it's Otherwise, not going to be a minute. Yeah, it's not going to be a minute. It's about Twenty minutes. So we got on the Friday. Yeah, January nineteenth. Yeah. We have Connect Bristol, Connect at home, Connect, Connect. Yeah, I think so. They're gonna they're gonna bring this. Yeah, I don't think it'll be. Uh, I don't think it'll be uh, a washout, but Connect. Yeah. And then at home we have Glasgow mm-hmm. versus Toulon. Glasgow. I'm, I'm calling Glasgow, Glasgow I'm calling too. Glasgow. They'll be yeah. hurting. They'll be ready for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the Saturday, the first game on Saturday. Yeah. Well, we got two at the same time. I hate how they have the games at the same time. I know. Really bothers me. Uh, Bordeaux is going to the Bulls. Ooh. I think the Bulls are going to win this. They go into South Africa? To yeah. Pretoria? Yeah, yeah I don't. I just can't. I'm not going to put any faith in a French team going down to South Africa. That whole altitude thing as well. Yeah. It matters. And I think Bordeaux won enough to... Yeah. Uh, they don't need they're to gonna, worry about. They yeah, can take a loss here. Yeah. They're going to send, which is good for the Bulls. Yeah. And then we have Harlequins at home and mm. Ulster is coming by. Ooh, that's an equal matchup. I think the Quins got this. I think at home. At though. home. Yeah. At the stoop. They're very similar styles of play, actually, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I like that. That's, that'll be, I'll, I'll really make a point to watch that game. And then we have Racing 92 versus Cardiff. Cardiff's got to go over to Racing 92. <laughs> I think we're out, so we don't care. No? I you think don't we're, think? We're already out. they got to get a win in here somewhere. Against Racing? Yeah, I don't think so. No, fuck it. I'm going to call Cardiff for this one. My heart says Racing. My head says Racing. My balls say Cardiff. <laughs> no, I don't. I think Racing. My left win. foot says Cardiff. Yeah, I don't know. I love Cardiff, but they're not winning that game. Oh, here's going to be an exciting game too. Uh, Leinster are going over to Leicester. 
Oh, that's well, gonna be a good game. If you'd asked me on Friday, I'd have said Leicester could win. Yeah. Now I think Leicester are gonna win after Leicester's pretty disappointing performance. Uh, man, I actually think this is not gonna be an easy game for Leicester. Mm. I think the Tigers, Tigers, are gonna put up a fight. I think, but I'm. I hope so. It's pretty much a capitulation against La Rochelle. Because, like, yeah, Leicester's at home. Yeah. But I still think Leicester's going to take this. They get a good home crowd at Leicester as yeah. well. They do. And, yeah, they, they're they always going to, like, when it comes to Champions Cup, mm. Leicester always put on a good team. They're going to bring in some boys for this. Yeah. I think Leicester are winning that. Uh, Northampton going to Munster. That's another good one. Oh, that's a really good game. God, yeah. we've got to watch that. Yeah, we have yeah, to watch that really, game. What's that going to be on, like, 5 a.m. or something stupid? It's on at... 10.30 a.m. in oh, the morning. totally watchable as well. Yeah. Excellent. So, That'll be the pinnacle of my Saturday. Yeah. I'm Monster at home. I'm going to call Monster for this one. Nope. 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 I think so. I think Monster's going to do this one. I don't think they've got enough momentum. Because I think uh, Northampton's three on the bounce, too. Right. They, they're looking so they might electric send, Northampton right now. They might send a... Like a like a like, they might rest some players for this one. I guess if I remember the Six Nations is coming up too. That's true. I, so, I, I want to see a team lineup before I made it. Uh, no, I think I think uh, I think Northampton because Munster's been in a hole because they have because like Six Nations is coming up. Yeah. So you think that uh, some teams that ha- like they're going to rest some players because mm-hmm. especially like like the Irish teams would rest some players. Right. But Munster have to win. Yeah. They have to win this game, so they're gonna yeah. probably gonna be going full blazing on this one. And but, I don't know if if uh, Northampton's gonna come in because they don't need to win. They don't need to. So, uh, yeah. I don't like this say. idea that people throw games, though. Uh, but it happens. Mm. That's the reality of it. No, I think they want to keep up the momentum. I think they come with a good All squad, right. and they're gonna win. Uh, the Stormers are going over to Stade Francais. Oh, I don't know enough about Stade Francais to make a good prediction on that, to be honest. I think they're going to win this one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they got this one. Stormers have been inconsistent this season, mm-hmm. but they decent win over Sale. Maybe the French home advantage. I don't know. I'm going to say Stade Francais because of home advantage, but it's not an educated guess. Leon going to Saracens. Oh, Leon have been playing okay. Saracens have been playing not so good. I'm going to go Leon, even though it's Saracens at home. I'm going to go Saracens at home. Okay. I think they've had, like, yeah, you know, when a team can only take so much before they have a big performance. That's true. So I'm I'm thinking. They're wound up. And it's at go. home. Yeah, that's a big thing. They're going to care about this. No, I'm still sticking to Leon. But yeah. you're right. You're probably right. All right. And then uh, on the Sunday, mm. uh, La Rochelle goes to sale. Ooh. La Rochelle is starting to find some serious form again. So, And I don't think Ronan O'Gara lets them do the French travel thing. He's really changed that about the French uh, La Rochelle. What do you mean? Like You know how like they like stereotypical like the French teams don't travel? Oh. They don't really care about traveling. Or right. Yeah. They just want to please the home fans. Yeah. Right. So I think that he's really changed the mentality about that there. Right. I think La Rochelle is going to beat Sale. Yeah, I think. Yeah. At home. At Sale at home. Sale don't seem to have... Uh enough of a clinical edge for me right now yeah so yeah i think i agree with you la rochelle yeah oh fuck rest in peace bath are going to toulouse mm, toulouse yeah toulouse no, as, as good as bath have been playing yeah toulouse and then exeter are going to bay on that'd be a good game i actually don't know who's gonna win this game yeah that's hard to call chiefs are hard to call mm. ex- I, 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 i'm always expecting the chiefs to lose some like 
Yeah. But because uh, they don't have all the flashing names, but they are good. I don't know who's going to win this game. That's uh, that's a good point because that home game they played against Northampton, top of the table clash, Gallagher Premiership game of the year 2023. Mm-hmm. I thought X2 would win that. Yeah. And they were doing pretty good. Yeah. They were like four tries up. So yeah, they are hard to predict. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Exeter. I'm going to say Exeter too. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. And uh, now you want to get into... I want to hear your conspiracy theory, and I want this to become a weekly segment. Where <laughs> you want you, the weekly conspiracy? You get out your bong and talk complete shit at me for two minutes. What's what's going on? Uh, you want to hear like a, a, a spooky hear, one? Yeah. Reptile uh, pedophiles kind of thing. I always know? get his name wrong. Fuck, I hate it when I have to bring him up. Was it Jacques? Jack Ninabar. Ninabar? Yeah. Ninabar? Yeah. Is uh, a South African plant in Leinster. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Juicy. Jack Ninabar is a South African plant. Yeah. Yeah. To infiltrate, yeah. Uh, to infiltrate the Irish system. Yeah. Yeah. For the, the, the tour that's coming up and the World Cup. Oh, my God. Okay. Evidence. He's got only, a, I think he's only got a three-year contract. Yeah. So he's up. It's a World Cup cycle length yeah. contract. It's a World Cup cycle <laughs> length contract. Yeah. And uh, now that like um, RJ Snyman going there too. Oh, RJ Snyman swooped up from Munster to yeah. Leinster. So I don't think that's the first of uh, South Africans, like big name South Africans going to Leinster. Really? Yeah. I think there's going to be uh, a few more. Yeah. And then I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to like infiltrate the system. Do you think he's going to play Snyman a lot instead of starting Irish locks? Like Ryan Baird isn't going to get a game because Snyman's keeping him out of the jersey. And that's Nina Barr making sure Ryan Baird doesn't develop properly. Well, if we do see that, then there's like something there. Then, then it's kind of confirmed. Yeah. So he's got to be careful about how quickly and often he yeah. does this. Yeah. So that's my conspiracy that he thinks he's like, he's a plant, he's a South African plant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. just leeching the Irish money. <laughs> what is, it, is it the term sleeper cell? Or? A sleeper cell. <laughs> Jack Ninaba is a sleeper cell for South Africa. <laughs> the most Africa. obvious one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like you know, there, yeah, there's just some things that like, yeah, you can get really conspiracy about with him yeah. at Leinster. Yeah, you can. He's just got access to the whole system being at Leinster. He's got the secret Irish files at his fingertips. Yeah, yeah. He's got them like stashed away at Malargo. To start blackmailing players. Yeah, All so right. selling the files to like other yeah. other nations and stuff. So yeah, like um. Yeah, that's the that's the conspiracy of uh, that's my conspiracy. I think you work on construction sites too much. But mm-hmm. actually, there's some compelling thoughts there. That that site that three year contract lining cycle. up with the World Cup cycle. Yeah, it's just Snyman to Leinster. Perfect. Yeah, it is a bit. Eh? Yeah. And he went straight from a South Africa head coach to be a club level coach. Like, yeah. you could have done anything. And Jack, don't yeah, Leinster a good prestigious team, but he did. I hear I heard an interview from him not too long ago, and he made a very compelling argument why he wants to be a club coach right right so like but why that coach yeah that why club? leinster why leinster because they probably like forked out big bucks for him yeah. <laughs> and they probably came to him yeah yeah yeah. right so you know when you hear about players it happens a lot in like football like soccer like um they'll ask a player why this club and they'll be like oh this just felt right for me and my family's like bullshit they're playing you a hundred million dollars that's why you went shut your mouth yeah. like that's a good note to finish eh 
I think that is a good note to finish. Yeah. We went through a whole thing. Yeah. This is going to be our longest podcast. Yeah, we're going to edit it down. Take to chop your, it up. And uh, your mean comments. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions for us, you mm. can reach us at thefriendsofrugbypod mm. at gmail.com. Yeah. We're on YouTube now. We're on YouTube. Spotify. We're on, yeah, we're on all the podcast places. Yeah. And uh, we're also on X. Are we? Yes, we're on X. Nice. We have an X page. I think you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. all our bots. Yeah. We have like 20 bots uh, following hey, us. Hey, man. Fans <laughs> of fans. I don't care. Every day. <laughs> Susan, 96999478. It's like, it's it's like now an following anime profile you. picture. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. All right, guys. All right. Well, friends, have a good week. Yeah. Thanks for spending time with us. All right. Stay warm. Bye.